Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Joined by Matthew Fantone as I am every weekday morning. We have good news for you today. You're getting rich at 8 and 9 o'clock this morning. We'll uh, make some of your holiday shopping a little easier with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. You're getting $1,000 once at 8 and again at 9. And Fantone's going to be super annoying all week long. And really? I'm just ta- Oh, dude, you're going to be super annoying all week long. Okay. And I, 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 I want to preface this by saying we're doing the right thing. This is the radio station doing the right thing. Okay? So I like when that happens. But all week long... We're doing row countdown, countdown to front row for the WWE at the Canton Civic Center. Oh, hell yeah. See, see? it's early already. Oh, dude, already. There's, there's, there's no question. And if you want to do the Raw review, the SmackDown talk, dude, whatever you want, I got it. All <laughs> Is week that long. right? Whoever needs WWE fix, dude, we can talk NXT, we can talk whatever you guys want. Call in now, caller. So today, you'll get fifth row tickets to the WWE. And like I said, all week long, working down till front row. Friday, uh, Friday morning. I am excited about WWE coming to the Kansas yeah, Civic Center. I mean, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it, it's always cool to go see pro wrestling live. Um, but to see it in the Canton Civic Center, where literally there is no bad seat in that no, you're entire on top establishment, of it. dude, it's awesome. You can like scream at the wrestlers. You know they hear you. It's, it's a good time. You're the Miz totally heard you last time we were there. Yeah, yeah. He totally turned around, and started pointing at you and everything. And uh, uh, what was the other guy? Uh, not Gold Dust Stardust. Remember yeah. Stardust like yeah. costed my girlfriend. It was a whole deal. Yeah, so, he tried yeah. to have you thrown out. Yeah, he tried to get me kicked out. Of the joint. So, as a guy, me personally, not into the WWE thing at all, but I agree with you that when it's here, I always kind of want to go because you know you're close to it. The building's kind of cool for it, and it's a spectacle. And I, you know, what I mean, I, I understand it. And if your new wife's kids hate you, this is going to make you step out of the year, right? If you, dude, if you get first row tickets to the WWE. You are going to be stepped out of the year. Unless you sell them and go to the track or something. then You know what I mean? Then, then probably stepped out of the year. Out of the win. All right. So I have this to ask you because I didn't okay. go. And, and everybody okay. on the edge of their seats. Okay. How was dancing with the Canton Stars, buddy? Um, it was a good time. I'm really glad that I ended up doing that. It was a huge success for the Canton Palace Theater. There was uh there was that right? so much money raised. Good. Um at the end of the day, I know the top three winners combined, uh, they raised over fifty thousand dollars for the Canton Palace Theater. Is that so right? At the, I, I'm gonna assume when you add all the numbers together, I don't know if it hit six figures, but I'm sure it was getting close. You know, it, it was definitely over fifty because nine of us, you know, were left over to kind of kind you of You hear that? Six more months of the Can Palace Theater. I like it. Well, dude, I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. And, 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 and obviously, having a, uh, a historic building like that, there's going to be a lot of renovations. Sure. There's going to be a lot of, of money that goes into it. So, for you know, the community to come out and support, it was definitely awesome to see. Um, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I dude, oh my God, you don't even want to talk about it. So it was that bad. I, huh? dance, I danced my heart out. Um, it, dude, it, I wasn't that bad. I told you it was going to be bad. I'm not a very good <laughs> dancer at all. So I love it. You know, Tiffany came in on Friday and did the yes. show with us and um thank you so much to her for being like such a patient instructor and and trying to get me to dance and um but she really did hurt herself thursday at like dress rehearsal so yeah she, she was hobbling around in here friday morning she ended up getting like cortisone shots in her in her knee twice and wow. i said to her i'm like tiffany 
listen, this is a charity event, and like, if you can't do this, I don't want you doing like permanent damage to your knee. I don't want you blowing out an MCL or ACL or something sure. like that. Yeah. Like, we cannot do this. We can, <laughs> we cannot do this. And she's like, the show must go on. Like, theater people are so dramatic, bro. Like, so over the they top. They live for it. And like, all of like her dance instructor friends that were there were like, no, you've got to come together as a team and the power of the, of the theater will bring you up. For those of you that don't know, Tiffany, African American woman, I'm just guessing. There was a couple of white chicks that got a little black with the oh, little black it. with the voice. Sister, oh sister, she's gonna be yeah. up there. Sister. Just just neck swiveling. Oh, all over the place. <laughs> Two white people are and the I mean, worst. And, dude. Let's, and let's be real too. Uh, also, you know, it's the theater, so a, a couple of homosexual men were involved in the in the show as well. No, and just so over the top. And dancing of, like, with the Canton Stars, there Tim, were gay guys. Everybody, tell me about your knee. And it was just, just like, a bunch of Seth MacFarlane's running around. And, and here's the thing: is, I love is it. Tiffany gutted it out, dude. I mean, much like, much like you know, or uh, uh, Michael Jordan in the flu game. Tiffany gutted it out. She went up there. All right, <laughs> hold on, dude. We're all the way to Jordan's flu game. Well, she she got up there. She performed. Um, she danced better than me with a bum knee. And as soon as it was over, I could just like see it on her face, and she was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die in pain." Yeah. But she went out there. She, she probably did hurts it. like hell this morning. Oh, there was no question. I texted her Sunday morning and I'm like, hey, thanks for being my instructor. So good to know you. Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, ah, ah, ah. Knee triple the size it was the day before. If that was me, no way in hell I would have done it. No way in hell I would have done it. Like, uh, or yeah, Friday night when we did, when we did, like, you know, I first saw her and, and she was like, my knee is messed up, dude. And da, 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 da. I'm like, Tiffany. I'm not going to do this if that's my knee. Why would you do this? It's a charity event. And she's like, the show because must, it's a charity. Event. The show must go on. Well, they still would have raised money without us. I would have donated the money that I already raised. So I'm just guessing uh, you did not win. No, 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 no. Were you in the top five? No, I don't. We didn't. We didn't get a dollar total. The top oh. three, like I said, I mean, they were all $10,000 plus. So oh, wow. No, I was I was not. I did not win. Whoa. Yeah. So they uh, I mean, you know, one of them, uh, one of them. Chip Condi is a uh, he works at the uh, the auditor's office in Stark County. I, say, so I know that name. I know a lot of I know a lot of his friends are business owners and things like that. That helps. Um, the winner is actually she works for uh, Coon Restoration, who did the Anesto and are doing Bliss Towers right now. Oh, so having, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, having yeah. that squad on your, on your on your fundraising team definitely. I'm sorry. Are you in here saying Dancing with Canton Stars was rigged? Is it <laughs> rigged? rigged, dude? Rigged. Fantone goes Trump. Yeah. Six thirteen in the morning. It's yeah. rigged. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so it really wasn't. It. it was an awesome night. I uh, would you do it again? No, there's no reason for me to do this again. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, and, and number one, I, uh, you know, I've had my time. Oh, up. dude, best day ever. I've had my time up on the stage, and uh, no, I wouldn't. Retiring I, from the theater, you are. If they ever asked me to like MC it or something like that, I would totally do that. I was shocked they didn't ask you to MC it. Big That's totally your thing. Big time commitment. It really was. Where like I was practicing like a lot, and I mean, God knows if you watch the video, it's not it's not evidenced by that at all. But I mean, there was rehearsals and fundraisers and stuff like that. So I uh, I did not do my homework. I I apologize. I did not see this video. Oh well, uh, what, I, what a shame. I don't I don't. Uh, so where do I get said video? Um, I will find it online. I know it's on Facebook, and there's a professional like professionally filmed one um, that I think the DVD is going to come out within the next couple of weeks. And once that arrives on my doorstep, I will. Uh, oh, you're getting a DVD. Of oh it. yeah, oh yeah. There's there's a professional camera crew. Actually, Adam, a, li- a listener of ours, hit me up and is like, web dude. bonus. <laughs> I like it. Adam, a listener of ours, is like.
like, dude, I'm filming this. So he's like, come say what's up to me. Uh, there were so many people that stopped me in like the hall and were like, dude, listen to the show all the time. You're it's awesome. Te- you're a terrible dancer, a terrible radio person, but I still <laughs> like your radio show. So it, no, it was, it really was um, good. It, you know, dude, guys called all like. Last two weeks trying to win tickets to go see you at that. I couldn't believe that. A lot of a lot of the who's who of Canton were involved. I went to this VIP reception before, and it was a lot of uh, you know, you know, the mayor was there and people like that, and a ton of people just came up. Dude, the show's hilarious, and I'm like, dude, you have a real job. Like, you have more ties than that. Like, dude, that's amazing. I keep trying to tell management here. I'm like, dude, you guys think it's just these people who don't work? It's not. I'm just like, dude, I've seen this a million. Dude, that's the one thing. Rock stations always get like looked at like that in the building. It's like, like, oh, well, we're always last because everybody thinks it's like your stoner brother, and it's not. Well, it is your stoner right. brother for sure. Right. But it, when you do a good show, when you put on a good product, it brings people of all backgrounds into it. And like, like you'll get that with like a country station. They go, well, yeah. Or you'll get it with like a station with like KDD, and they go, oh, okay, well, well, yeah. And then when you do it at a rock station, they're like, I don't know. We can't quite figure out how this is happening. It's amazing. Women like you? It's like, what do you mean? All it's because right. it's because we're doing all right. I couldn't believe guys wanted to go see that, though. Yeah, I was shocked by that. They were there. They were there, and they were representing Team Fantone. I appreciate everyone that came out. I know a bunch of uh, people won tickets and stuff like that. My family showed up, and my well, girlfriend's I was family ask, and all that. Did your mother have to be restrained when she found out you didn't win? Uh, no, I almost flipped the table. I, I'm not going to lie about that, but no, my mom was cool. Um, I think it was just a, a proud moment for her as a, uh, as a, uh, you know, as, as the president of the fan club to have a meeting of the fan club kind of come together there. She was, uh, she was, she was a proud mama. She was. Yeah, Matthew, sure. you're so great. My girlfriend. Oh my gosh, you're the best dancer. Everybody else throwing, throwing tomatoes, booing me. <laughs> I'm sure your mom will be at the box today picking up like 7,000 uh, copies of the uh, Canton repository there. <laughs> to, to, like maybe your name's mentioned in it twice. She'll have to have it framed. You do have one of the proudest moms I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life, and I thought maybe she would have to be restrained. No, when finding out that you weren't good at something. No, she. Uh, <gasps> no, it, it doesn't matter to her what they think. She's no, like, no, no. I think you're a star. Yeah, you are Kent's star. Thanks, mom. I can't believe you have said you're not going to do it next year. Well, and once you do your you do your one year, and then you're kind of done. They don't have you back. Oh, like, is that right? No, there's no repeat performances. No. Oh, it's just like the TV show. Yeah, huh? you do it, and you're out. And you're ah, gone, you thought you, you, you know? thought you were on the apology tour, and America was going to like you again. Nope. Todd Bridges is still not a star, no matter how well he danced. All right, I didn't know that. No, yeah, that was my one shot. They obviously, you know who I think they're coming for, Papa Bear. No, 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 no. I'm nope. telling you right now, not happening. Stan's very not doing no, it. No, dude, I'm a write the checks kind of charity person. <laughs> I totally am. Like, dude, I can't be bothered with doing things. I'll donate the money. Right. But uh, yeah, no, no, no. You get no time out of me. You're not. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I would be into something charity and I would be into something for the palace. I okay. would because I totally love having that here. Uh, seeing movies there is awesome. But I don't. I wouldn't do Dancing with the Stars with them. Not doing Dancing with the Stars. No, no, no. no. I would do something else though, because uh, I believe in that and I believe in saving that place. I, not that it was. I, I don't know if it was in. Well, like, I mean, it, it has a fundraiser for a reason. You know what right. I mean? Like a, a historic building like that is. It's an expensive project. There's, sure. a, there's no denying it. So it definitely needs the community's help to stay around. And but what uh, I, like I always say, you can't be bothered. I guess. One of the things I love about Canton is not dude. <laughs> it's that one of one of the things that people always get mad when I say this. One of the things that I always love about Canton is that it refuses to slide and it refuses to become Youngstown. Right. And part of that reason is is because we do things like that and we we keep places like the Palace and so you keep downtown kind of vibrant but make it a place people want to go, you know? Right. 
right now. Like half of Canton's like, dude, I haven't been in downtown like 25 Place years. Sucks. I hate this city. Sucks. All right, some local bars have gotten themselves in some serious trouble. I'll tell you how they did it next on the Stansberry Show. Um. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com, and we're giving you $1,000 at 8 o'clock this morning with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. You'll get your first keyword of the day at 8 a.m. This is the last week for that, by the way. Yeah, five days left to win a thousand bucks. Let's be real, dude. What do you got? Uh, three, four paychecks at the most before the holidays. Under three, right? Well, I mean, it's November fourteenth, so you got two more, or you know, two in December, maybe. No, because you won't even get two in December. No, because the twenty fifth. Yeah, dude, you got like two paychecks until dude, you. You better win this. Are you, are you having your girlfriend text in? How does that work? Like our our friends and family are are, are and nobody that lives in your house, right? Yeah, it's your household and immediate family members. So like my mom can't win anything. Your mom can't win anything. You know, well, our household. <laughs> right now, my mom's like, he disowned me like ten years I ago. Hate I hate him. I can totally win. But we have two opportunities for you this morning, eight and nine o'clock, and then it carries on all day. Fishhead's got multiple opportunities. So does Kramer at three o'clock. But yeah, man, it's a cheese dude. Christmas right around the corner. It's gonna punch you in the mouth. Ho ho ho! Dude, that's a completely different Santa than the one I had as a kid. I don't remember Santa ever punching me in the mouth. I don't remember that. Bad Santa too in theaters soon, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, if you had this game as a kid, your childhood was awesome. No, oh, yeah. apparently Jim Fantone had that game, and Santa was punching him in the mouth. Apparently, his childhood wasn't awesome. Remember Operation? Yeah, I remember. South Park has done a great job of that. With yeah. the with the nostalgia uh, you know, craze. Did you watch the latest episode, the yes. post selection? Yeah. God, yeah. They put that together in twenty four hours. Yeah, dude. they're amazing those. They guys. really are. Like if they don't go in the Hall of Fame for something, they're that's insane. It, 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 maybe it sounds a little sacrilege to say, but I think when you talk about like the greatest T V shows of all time, I think you're crazy if South Park's not on your list. Like I genuinely mean that. As not only as a cartoon, I'm saying T V show. It's so relevant. It's been relevant for the past twenty five years. I mean since it's been around, like it's been a, fun- a here's the problem with what you just said. You're going to be able to give me five, six solid arguments that back up that statement, and yet I still don't want you to be right about it. And that's a guy who enjoys the show. It you're right with how you started it. It sounds like sacrilege to even throw them into that. It, you know, and everyone Seinfeld. No, no, it's I love Lucy, and it's like, dude, I don't know, man. I mean, the, the fact that South Park can cover things so topical. Any other cartoon takes at least a year to animate, minimum, because you're sending over, you know, per pick you're getting those drawn out. They, they, all that animation's done in Taiwan. South Park can do it in 24 hours if they push themselves. A week is their average turnaround time. So they can cover things that happen in the news and make that a TV show. No one else can do that. SNL, you know, but that's not that's not like episodes of something. Yeah. Wow. When When you factor everything in. Is South Park one of the greatest TV shows? I mean, just the length of run alone. I mean, when did Bigger, Longer, Whatever, Uncut come out? That Their theatrical release. 99? I would say I was still in high school, but probably towards the end of my high school. I mean, you're talking almost 20 years after a theatrical release, which you don't get those... I mean, what other TV shows have had? I mean, I know The Simpsons had a theatrical release. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but, there's other shows, but it, 
like I said, I mean, obviously, and you can say the same thing about The Simpsons too. But it's six hundred episodes there are coming up on that. I mean, that's monstrous. It's it, it's had its ups and downs. There's no question about it. I feel like there was a golden era of South Park, but that's probably more to do about like me and when I was watching Growing. it instead of sure. like you know me being an objective viewer to all this. I don't think I've seen every episode, but I bet you I've seen ninety percent. And I honestly, I I will stand by the statement: South Park, one of the greatest TV shows of all time, has to be. Here's the thing, like I said, you were going to give me five, six arguments that all support it, that all make sense, that you can't argue away, and yet I still don't want this to be true. And I don't know what that is, because I'm not a South Park hater. Um, there's a little bit of the... I think Is it the content? It, well, it still, it still holds the, oh, just little kids standing around swearing, and it's not that anymore. Over the past, you know, 20 years of, of South Park... No, those guys have grown as writers. And grown as writers, and all those characters are so much deeper now, and so much there's so much more depth to them, and like personality to them, and story and to them. You could argue that keeping them all the same age is more limiting for as long, because you're kind of stuck in that bubble. But I think that's what makes it great is that you're putting, you know, a little bit of like, well, it's the innocence of a child and, and, and how they kind of have grown and done all those things. I think that's one of the strengths of the show is that those kids never grow up. The voices never change. The characters never change. It's always the same kids, same stories, but like with modern. When, when you think of the it. way they've pushed the envelope too. Oh, I mean, dude, calling, dude, calling a little kid token. They make fun of, they make fun of disability. I mean, <laughs> There was, there was a big part of this season where... They're just- if this show, sorry to cut you off, but if this show went on the air today and was as outwardly politically incorrect as South Park tries to be every week, we would be replaced in a week. Yeah. Because of... We don't have the, we don't have the resume, or we didn't have the resume, especially day one. Well, and you're not doing it through a... Do it through a character, Howard. Give me some characters, Howard. Right, right. And so, like that, there's a little bit of that. Um, there was a major part of this season where the boys in the classroom, the boys in the school, are pulling their penises out, and you can see like like animated penises. I just did that, but that's none of my business. And, drinking and, the coffee. I, I, I mean, that really does show. And I've seen people talk about this. Well, if, if All in the Family came out today, that show could never exist. I'm like, have you not seen Family Guy? Have you not seen South Park? Have you not seen these shows? I mean, there's dude, there are shows that push the envelope hard on television yeah is it different still feels different it feels it feel because i feel like the jokes are different now for who they make fun of like where although no i mean you were supposed to be laughing at archie's ignorance at at the racism you weren't supposed to be laughing at the black person right you weren't supposed to necessarily be laughing at the jeffersons he was funny with the sass but like it, it was yeah, you was still Archie was like kind of like, dude, come on, you know what I mean? Like you're living in the new world, accept it. I uh, I, okay, I, I, I I'm standing by it, dude. I think I think over the past four minutes, I've done done nothing but validate this. I like I said, I've said it. This is now the third time I've said. It. I knew you were going to be able to do it, and I still and I think this is how most people are going to feel. They don't want to give them that. They don't want to give them that kind of credit. I think it's because it's because of uh, it's because of the animation. I think the cartoon. I think a lot of people, although. Family Guy kind of gets like a pass on that. Simpsons, Flintstones were a, a a a hugely important show. Jetsons, you know what I'm saying? Shows, uh, cartoons have definitely held their own. Yeah, since, they have. I since, mean, the Flintstones was one of the longest running shows ever. Since they've come out on the scene, I mean, cartoons have certainly shown that they can stick around for a long time, be very culturally culturally relevant, and 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 last, you know, that test of time.
Wow, South Park, maybe the greatest show. Ever. No, maybe let's the, not get carried away. I'm not I, I don't, I don't, away at all. I don't know what the shows are. I, I, you know, I haven't, you know, actually, we just waded into this by accident, so I don't know. Like, I, if I had a full day to think about it, I could give you a list of shows, a list of shows better than South Park. Not greatest show ever. It does, though. It does have to be in the conversation of top twenty greatest TV shows of all time. I, I you can get me there. I'm talking top five, dude. Top five all time. I mean, honestly, when you look at sustainability as a part of success, I mean, South Park isn't slowing down anytime soon. I think you're giving a little too much credit, personally, to the how fast they can turn it around because of the animation. It's great. Don't get me wrong, but I think you're I, I think you're wowed by that. But that's why it'll never get stale is because it can be up to date. It can be in the moment. You, you don't have to you don't have to wait for oh, dude. I can't wait to see what South Park says about this. It's I mean, like that's this, what everybody was saying during the election is I can't wait to see what South Park. Yeah, much like this show, how we get to come in and do something new every day. That's one of the big strengths of the of radio as a medium is that it's new. It's relevant. It's fresh. It's what you're talking about. It's what you're thinking about as opposed to, I mean, you know, The Simpsons, great show, obviously. Has, has did a huge, you know, uh, without cartoon or without The Simpsons, cartoons as a primetime thing probably wouldn't have existed in the way it did. But you're still a year plus behind on the jokes. You're a year plus on 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 anything like that, I, dude. I think it, 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 it it's like the news. It's like anything else. It's like in South, the moment. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what else South Park has. It has that greatness story built into it, and that and that's. All great things start from a place of people not wanting it at all. The, the the powers that be thinking that no, this is never going to work. People, I mean, dude, that show had been laughed out of the room at Showtime, HBO, multiple other cable networks. Comedy Central was this little known channel; barely anybody had it. It was like very there was very little on, and they put this thing on, and then people were like, there were like local TV stations threatening to take the channel off the air, and all this stuff because of the uproar. And now it's like everybody's like guilty pleasure show and so there's a there's a greatness story in that i remember my buddy had a vhs of it and it was yeah. like it, dude it was seriously yeah. it was like we had drugs it was that's like, how dude, far we just, it goes back hiding it in our coats and like you know from friend to friend we were passing it off and my dude, buddy loaned me like the first like you know vhs tape and that's how i saw it it's like think about that that show's been on the air so long that you could own vhs tapes of it and you're right it's still relevant they covered the whole election they covered donald trump winning greatest show ever. I'm going to come out and say it. I'm just going to come out and say it. 637 uh, Monday, November 14th. South Park, greatest show ever. I'm going to say it. I don't feel comfortable with greatest show ever. I don't. I feel terrible for letting that happen. Top 15. Damn it. 20. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Don't pin me down on my South Park thing. I don't I, I don't want to be pinned down on that. We're giving you $1,000 at 8 and 9 o'clock this morning. Also, also, also this. And I, uh, if you missed the opening of the show, I told you, Fantone's going to be annoying all week long. If you hate really him, annoying. you might want to just try somebody else for a week because he's going to be super <laughs> annoying. Because we're doing ticket uh, countdown for WWE, the Canton Civic Center. We're starting with fifth row today. On Friday, you'll get front row tickets to the WWE at the Canton Civic Center. But we'll give you the fifth row tickets at 945 this morning. One of the biggest purchases you will make in your life, you've been doing wrong, and we're going to help you fix it next on the Stansbury Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. President-elect Trump was on 60 Minutes last night. We'll uh, let you take a listen to some of that coming up at 7 o'clock. Also at 8 o'clock, you get your first keyword of the day for Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. You win 1000 bucks at 8 a.m. 
You know what I haven't made mention of yet this morning? What was that? Conor McGregor taking care of business in New York the other night. Second round knockout of Eddie Alvarez. Now, Conor, egotistical, and that's the fight game. It's kind of, you know, just what comes with it. But now, you know, he was like, I guess the guys who bought the UFC were in attendance the, you know, the other night. Makes all sense in the world. It's the first time they were in New York City. It's like one of the biggest things that's happened for the UFC. One of their biggest names in the history of the sport is fighting. Makes all sense in the world for those guys to be here. And he was talking about how they haven't sat down with him and talked to him yet. And how he has said he's sick of fighting for money. He wants equity in the UFC. And as a... Now, Connor's not my favorite fighter, but I understand how important he is to the UFC, and I am a fan of him. I've Connor's an interesting guy because I'm a fan of him, yet I root for him to get knocked out. Like There's something that's crazy about that, just because of his personality a little bit. I don't hate him, but there's something that's like, if I saw him lose, I wouldn't. it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But he's a pretty dominant fighter, but he wants equity in the UFC, and I heard about this a little bit over the weekend, and I don't think they should give it to him. And I know, I know right now UFC has just went, you're crazy, give Connor whatever he wants. And here's my theory. Fantone. How many more fights does this guy have? Five, maybe? Maybe five? There's no there's no way he has ten fights in him. There's no way. Just by years in and how many times and so if I were the UFC, if I were Dana White, what I would think about doing is overpay for the next five Conor McGregor fights. Just give him the money. Overpay. Lose money on the next five Conor McGregor fights. You need him in the sport, you know you do until you find the next star. But if you give him equity, he's making money off of you long after he's done fighting, and I don't think he's I don't think that's smart business. I would overpay for his fights. Yeah, obviously the concept of selling or, or prizing off ownership or, or anything Makes like no that sense. of the company. No, that's because a terrible you're, decision. You're making you're setting a horrible precedent. Because once upon a time, Chuck Liddell was the Conor McGregor. See what I'm saying? Like there's always the next Conor McGregor's out there. It might be Cody Nolov. There's the next guy is always there. You're talking about a knockout sport, uh, uh, you know, people being tough. Dude, there's always somebody tougher than you. So I think giving him equity in the game is ridiculous. Yeah. I'd overpay for the fights. It's why you don't see businesses doing that. You know what I mean? Like, that's why it's not a common thing. I mean, it, to have given LeBron a piece of the NBA pie, like, you can't, you can't do that. And I, dude, I honestly. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, the biggest star in the uh, UFC world right now. But you're right. How long does that star shine? I mean, he's got five fights left, maybe. Give or take a couple on a, on either side. Dominant fighter. He's got two belts now. I mean, it can't be argued. He moves up and down weight classes. He'll fight anybody. I mean, Connor's not afraid. I mean, he's a tough son of a bitch. But I would not give him equity in the game. So when he lost to Nate Diaz, that wasn't a title fight, or is that Nate Diaz is not in that weight class? I or? um, all right, that was what two, three fights ago. Yeah, I can't he, necessarily remember, but he holds both belts now because I remember like before the fight, he said you're gonna have to come and rip one off of my shoulders because they said, oh, you know, we'll have to take one of the belts if he's, you know, you can't hold the belts in both weight classes. And Connor says differently. Yeah, why not, dude? Yeah, to have multiple multiple titles around a guy's waist makes all the sense in the world. He's a bad man. Yeah. He's a bad man, but he's getting a little, you can't let these guys be bigger than your brand. And if you give him equity, he's going to be bigger than your brand. And then the next guy who knocks out four opponents in a row is going to be like, well, wait a minute. I want equity. If you give in once, you're going to have to give in multiple times.
And so I would lose money on the next five Conor McGregor fights, understanding that you just need him to fight to get people to continue to buy the pay-per-views. But I would not give a percentage of the game up. The new owners already had to give a percentage to Dana White for the rest of his life. I wouldn't do it for Conor McGregor. We're going to get the highlights. If you didn't see that fight, we'll get the highlights up for you at WRQK.com shortly. I love that sport, man. And I'm happy they got into New York. It's big for the sport, big for the brand. Going to get better fights. More eyes on it. From what I understand, there's like three TV networks that are all vying for this stuff because the ratings in other sports are dipping. So for me, that's great because it sounds like I'm getting free fights soon, which would be amazing. Ronda, of course, fighting late December. I didn't rent the counter fight. Should have. That was a great card all the way up and down that card. Saturday night was really good. But I probably will rent the Ronda fight. Keeping with the fighting realm, 9.30 this morning, we'll get you hooked up with fifth row tickets for the WWE at the Canton Civic Center. 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com and also get you hooked up with $1,000. And you'll hear from Trump next on the Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. If you missed UFC 205, the highlights up for you now on the Stansbury Show section of WRQK.com. Conor McGregor doing as Conor McGregor promised to do. Love him or hate him, dude's tough. He's a tough son bitch. Ain't no doubt about that. Highlights up for you at WRQK.com. So Donald Trump elected to be president, and the and the country's kind of lost its mind. I mean, it's kind of lost its mind. And I understand. I do. I kind of get it. Very polarizing person. And we've had protests. We've had entire cities like basically shut down. Like Things are popping off in Portland. Things are going crazy out there. Somebody shot. I mean, the freeways are overtaken with protesters. Uh, you know, I called a friend of mine. My friend Catherine lives out there. I called her the other day and I said, hey, I said, I just need to know that you're alive and that you're okay and that things are fine. And she said, yeah, I live on the other side of the river from all that. She's like, but, you know, we're heading over to that side of town tonight. And she called me the next day. She's like, oh, my God, you were right. She's like, you know, it was my brother's birthday. So we went to that side of downtown to go to a restaurant. And she's like, we had no idea. Like, Portland's just losing its mind. Now, they protest for everything out there. It's just kind of what Oregon does. But we've seen this stuff everywhere. And a buddy of mine just sent me this video this morning of a woman wearing a Trump t-shirt and like anti-Trump protesters are like spitting in her face and they threw eggs at her and stuff like that. It's just terrible. It's just, it's awful. And hopefully, and you know, we said on the program the morning after the election, look, violence is going to be part of this. You just have to understand it. It's it's just going to be part of it. And then I hope now that a few more days and this stuff will calm down. Doesn't it feel like that all happened a year ago? I feel like this past week, it hasn't even been a week. I mean, dude, it'll be a week on Wednesday. This all kind of really happened. To me, it feels like that was a month ago. I feel like that was forever ago. It feels longer than a week. Yeah, yes, sure. it does. It really does. And I be, you know what that is? That's the severity of the things that are happening since it happened. Is that It's like, geez. You know? So, customarily, when you win an election like this, you do a major interview. And I guess he promised his to 60 Minutes forever ago. So he did 60 Minutes last night. And Trump had some interesting things to say. Obviously, they go after him for some of the things that he said on the campaign trail. So we're going to let you take a listen to what Donald Trump had to say on 60 Minutes. What are you going to do about your business? Are your kids going to run it? Are you going to divest yourself? With- um, 
here's a, I built a great company. I have some of the great assets in the world, real estate assets. I don't care about it anymore. This is so important what I'm doing. And, and you know, the people believe this. This is so important what I'm doing. I don't care about I own a building in Manhattan and I have nice tenants. My kids will run it. They'll run it well. It runs and never easy. talk to you about it? They, they won't talk to me. Now, the laws are very soft on this whole matter. I don't have to do anything. You know, I, I don't know if you know this. I don't have to do anything. Now, see, I think, and he just needs to get better at this. He needs to get better on the answer. The If you work for one of his companies or if you are do business with one of his companies and he just now says, I don't care about it anymore, that is not going to rock you into confidence. Somebody needs to polish him up a little, especially now. Like, I understood early, that's what I like about a man, says what he's thinking. But now you're you're there now. So you do have to switch your playbook, I think, personally, if it were me. Well, I, I think he's already getting a little bit of credit for that, where at least he's not, you know, so brash about things anymore. And, and, and maybe, I mean, that was kind of a non-answer right there. And do you buy into the thought of him being able to separate himself no. from his business interests? No. I, I don't know if anybody If you can. were able to do that, you wouldn't be able to get to the point to where he was. There's some, that's drive. You don't suspend drive. Tom Brady doesn't suspend drive. That just that's in him. Conflict of interest then when a business owner is in such a powerful position. Be I mean, hard not to say that yes at some point. I mean yeah, I mean I I'm a logical person. I think at some point there will be a conflict. Yes. During the campaign you said that you would appoint justices who were against abortion rights. Will you appoint are you looking to appoint a justice who wants to overturn Roe v. Wade? Look, here's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to pour, I'm pro-life. Uh, the judges will be pro-life. Um, they'll be. But what about overturning? Much, well, there are a couple law. of things. They'll be pro-life. They'll be uh, in terms of uh, the whole gun situation. What? We know the Second Amendment, and everybody's talking about the Second Amendment, and they're trying. Can we, I'll tell you exactly what that was right there. Realizes he's on Republican side of the thing on politics right there. Let's pivot to the less controversial of the two. Guns, that's what we'll talk less, about. Because, dude, he understands that there are a lot of people who voted for him who are a little bit more progressive on abortion than he is or that that his now party is. And I think he pivoted right there to be like, you know what? Let's talk about the thing where we can get people saying yes versus abortion makes everybody go, ugh, bummer, right? The whole gun situation we know the Second Amendment, and everybody's talking about the Second Amendment, and they're trying to dice it up and change it. Uh, they're going to be very pro-Second Amendment. But having to do with abortion, what it, if, if it ever were overturned, it would go back to the states. So yeah, it would go back to the some states. Some women the states. won't be able to get an abortion. No, it'll go back to the states. By state? No, some... Yeah. Well, they'll perhaps have to, go to want... another, have to go to another state. Because that's what we need. That's what we need. More division. More, more us being divided. You can do this here, but you can't do it there. We already got that with weed right now. We already have that with other things. Like, why would we bringing? Why, why would we bring this thing that, that that's already been handled since forever ago now, and redo this? Why would we reopen this mess? Why are we opening Pandora's box? Now, I understand. I just spewed a little bit of my personal politics out there. I'm pro-choice. 
Okay, and now I feel like every time I say that, I feel like I need to sit everybody down and buy you an ice cream cone and tell you why that's okay that I feel that way. I don't know why, but I feel like I do. I feel like I got to sit you all down and tell you why that's all right. And why it's all right, I really do believe, is that I believe abortion to be awful. It should be more rare than it is today. I don't like it when it's used as a form of birth control, but it's a sometimes it's a necessary evil, and the only way for that to be safe is to be practiced openly. There's where I stand on that. Okay, it's not like I'm out there and I just want to chop the heads off of things. That's not it. Okay, but sometimes it's a necessary evil. And if you don't realize that, I think what you're doing is not taking enough time to think about all the sexual assault and the rape that happens in this country. We like to hang all these football players up to dry when they rape people. Right. But what sometimes what happens with that is pregnancy. And I don't think I think it's very unfair to look at a rape victim and go, no, you're bringing that baby to term because it makes somebody in Indiana uncomfortable about what you're thinking about doing. That, to me, seems ridiculous. I mean, I also think there's plenty of situations in life where either, you know, their birth control didn't work or, you know, an unplanned pregnancy. And instead of going through with, hey, you're going to now have to take care of a child that, you know, isn't isn't I don't want to say convenient to you, but isn't planned on isn't isn't something that you wanted to happen in your life. I think that somebody openly saying to me that they're not prepared for the hardest job in the world. I am going to listen to their cry for that. I, I, I understand that. It, it's it's not that I'm like, high five, I get it. But it's also like, if you're telling me you're not prepared for the world's hardest job, I would have to agree because I'm looking around at a bunch of people raising kids who weren't prepared for the world's hardest job. Sometimes people just aren't. Okay, that that's enough ice cream. They'll perhaps have to, go to want- another, have to go to another state. And that's okay. Well, we'll see what happens. It's got a long way to go, just so you understand. That has a long, long way to go. See, again, a little bit of a non-committal there that's just kind of, you know, the way he's been. And uh, do we have him on Hillary? Do I have that? Let me hear what he has to say about Hillary. Do you want to say anything to those people? I would say, I'm sorry, these oh, are this about is the, the protesters? No, this is about, not the protesters, this is about Trump supporters um, who have been accused of or who have perpetrated harassment of minorities Oh, this the is election. the build the wall at kids at school, like that stuff. Okay. Do you want to say anything to those people? I would say don't do it. That's terrible. Because I'm going to bring this country together. They're harassing Latinos, Muslims. I am so saddened to hear that. And I say, stop it. See, if it. He's just bad at it. He's just bad at it. He goes on to say, I'm going to look right in the camera and I'm going to say, stop it. That's bad at it. Okay. I like the idea of telling people you're going to bring this country together. I would, again, somebody needs to polish him. I think somebody needs to say to him, look. What you say is right now we're seeing division, but over the run of this presidency, you will see me unite this country and that if you were you guys who have supported me throughout my campaign were called deplorable by the other side, quit proving them right. We are not deplorable. We're the best of this and we're going to show this country that they're not what we think that we are. And he needs to reinforce all that. The, the looking into the camera and say, I say, stop it. Wink, wink. Isn't going to cut it. It isn't going to cut it. Not for me, anyway. If it helps, I, I will say this, and I'll say it right to the camera, stop it. Going to ask for a special prosecutor to investigate Hillary Clinton over her emails. And are you, as you had said to her face, going to try and put her in jail? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to think about it. Um, I feel that <laughs> I'm gonna think I want to focus on jobs. I want to focus on health care. 
I want to focus on the border and immigration and doing a really great immigration bill. We want to have a great immigration bill. And I want to focus on all of these other things that we've been talking about you, you know, and you, get the country straightened away. You, you called a crooked Hillary, said you wanted to get in jail. Your people and your audiences kept saying, lock him up. Yeah. Well, now, she do did, you want she to did put some it, bad things. I mean, she I did know, some bad things. I know, but a special prosecutor? You I think don't want to might... hurt them. I don't want to hurt them. They're, they're good people. I don't want to hurt them. And I will give you a very, very good and definitive answer the next time we do 60 Minutes together. I'll get you next time is the argument. And who are the them that he's talking about? Like, I think the Clintons is, is, is who he's... It shouldn't be about hurting them then. It's well, about that's what justice. he said. He goes, I don't want to hurt them. But it's about justice. If you genuinely believe that throughout the election and you campaigned on it... It's not yeah. a question of hurting somebody. It's bringing somebody to justice. Then. Again, like I said last week, dude, all of these guys campaign on things that they don't truly believe to get their base riled up to get them out there to vote. And he did it. He got the anti-Hillary people out there and they did what they wanted to do. He did. The, 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 and so now is he going to go through and try to put Hillary in jail? No, because he knows he's never going to be able to get there to do it. And he's not going to ramp himself up for a loss. You're not going to put her in jail. Should people who believe that feel betrayed? I understand. If you feel betrayed this morning, I understand it. Although, no, I don't. No, I don't. If you really think what was going to happen is the, in his first 100 days, you were going to see Hillary Clinton hung and, and, and sent her down, you're insane. And you don't understand how the world works. So, no, I don't think you should feel betrayed. I think you should have known all along you weren't getting that. Like, you should have known all along you weren't getting a wall. And I said it earlier, I said it last week, what you're going to get is a fence, and he already did. He came out over the weekend and said, the wall's going to look more like a fence. Which again, both sides of the aisle voted for increasing a border fence multiple times over the last decade. Both sides. So that's not all that controversial is the point to bring that up. I just feel like at this point, the reason a lot of people rallied behind him were, hey, you made these promises. I believe that these were the promises you were going to to deliver on. And as soon as it's like, hey, you're official now, you're already like, yeah, well, well, we're going to drain the swamp. But Reince Priebus, he's going to be he's going to be in charge. Of everything. And I'm not a racist, but Steve Banyan, he's going to be he's going to be have a have a have a, have a monetary uh, an advisor role within in the White House. And it's like, I don't know, like. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, it, it, we've seen questionable decision-making already. We have. Drain the swamp. Here's Reince Priebus. He's going to be here. Giuliani, he's going to have a job. Dude, all these politicians, we'll give them all jobs. Now, that's true. There's hypocrisy in those statements, okay? But if he would have came in there and just put in a bunch of people who had no experience whatsoever, he'd be the laughing stock, and we kind of know that. Well, he, from from like the left, everyone would be like, "Oh, what an idiot!" But at least you'd be honest to the people who got you there. Yeah, that I, do politicians don't care about that. He's not a politician. That's why we all yes, voted for him. Yes, he is. You don't ever get on the ticket until you've already become one. That's why we all voted for him because he's like me. No, dude, he's, he's, he's good, dude. I could have a beer with that guy. He talks like I talk, a little rough around the edges. It's George like me. Bush wasn't like you either. He's like me. No. So is it? Is it? So as he buttons up his language here, and he kind of tries to be less brash and less, you know, hey, yeah. I'll but the, go. Le- the problem is, the less brass he is, the more ignorant he sounds. With all that, is is it is it okay for me as a Trump supporter to just be like, well, I know he's like me, but now that he's president, he has to concede a little yes. bit, and that's. 
That's what's going to happen. That's what always happens with these people. Dude, Barack Obama didn't deliver on everything he promised you on the campaign trail. I never felt like Barack Obama about it face. Were there things he couldn't get done? Sure. Of course that's going to be the case. There's things you can't get done. But I never felt like it was like, oh, just flipped everything around on you there. I already start to feel a little bit of the bait and switch happening here. There's eight years. I'm sure if I went back and looked all eight years, I could find you one or two examples. Was it the day after? No, probably not. I'll give you that. I just think everybody's a hypocrite when you're trying to please everybody in the country. I don't know how you how you won't be. You know, somebody sent me this, and I want to get your take on it because okay. we both kind of hate memes, and we kind of feel like every time you see a still picture of something, it doesn't capture the other side of the argument. And this guy's saying, Tommy's saying, I wish you took you know phone calls on certain topics. We will take phone calls, absolutely. 1-800-243-7625. We don't take them every day. It's Without a phone screener, it can be a little challenging. But I understand when big things happen in the world, people want to get it off their chest. So you know what? If the phone rings today, we'll put you on there, right? Put you on the air. But the guy sent me this. And it's a guy holding up a sign, I believe at anti-protesters, that says this. Trump, the man who gave up his billionaire lifestyle to be humiliated, ridiculed, and slandered to save the American people. As a guy who was on the complete opposite side of this dude running, is there truth in that or no? Um, is he really giving up his billions? And no. Is he, is he in, a position, in a more powerful position now? He's, he's more powerful now than ever. So you can't. Oh, dude, he martyred himself. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm throwing Trump up on the cross. Is that, if that's the question, the kids have the company. I mean, and so my point is, it's not like it just went away out of his family. Right. The money's there, right? And in four years or eight years, when he's done, it's not like you're king. It's not like you're, you know, emperor. He'll go right back to that. So. I know uh, Twitter was all a buzz over the weekend oh. about him saying he's not going to take the salary. He's going to, but I don't even know if you're allowed to do that. Um, I, e- I don't know. E- even even if you do, I mean, number one, it's not that high of a salary. Of course, to you and I, it's an, an, an astronomical amount of money. But it's not even like not, the president isn't going to pay a million dollars a year, so right. it's not that big of a deal. It's what two fifty three hundred to, to a billionaire. I mean, I don't know if that's that big of a deal. And I know people were loving that. Hey, great. Listen, but uh, every penny counts. Uh, uh, at the, at the same but where's time, that though, money going to go? Right, and it doesn't that kind of feel like a a a placating? It's like an empty gesture. You're almost of like, yeah, well, I don't worry about the money. Well, okay. Yeah, it's buying back some stuff. That's buying back. I know do people are after me because I called him ignorant. No, what I'm saying is when he's brass, he sounds convicted. Like he sounds like he would when he's being brass and being a little in your face, he sounds real. When he's trying to be nice, it doesn't always come off authentic to me. I thought about this this morning driving in, and I'm over my clock, so I'm not going to be real long on this. But three, I think it was three weeks before the election, it it was Barack Obama was out there saying he felt like if he ran for a third term, he could win. And I was like, that's insane. And then the numbers came out and said, if he ran for a third term, he could totally win. That's the numbers, though. I don't believe the numbers anymore. And now we're left with Trump. I don't understand. Dude, I think, again, it just speaks to who Hillary was. If, let's put you in a hypothetical, Fanto. Okay. Obama v. Trump. This is a completely different result, right? Uh, I think so. I, I would think so. I think Biden versus Trump would be a completely different Do result. Do you really? A hundred percent, dude. He would have helped win white people. White people like Joe Biden. White people hate Hillary Clinton. Agreed. White people like Barack Obama. White people hate Hillary Clinton. I was one of those guys that really liked Joe Biden when I saw him on Bill Maher's show every week um, until he became vice president. And I was like, oh, mm. he's not the worst or anything. It's not like he's terrible, but he, he was one of those guys I thought was like a pretty good 
pick for president when I saw him on like roundtable shows and, and the like? Not so sure now. You know, I, I, I guess the, the thing with that is those are all hypotheticals, and like now we just have to deal with realities. I know there's so many so many people I feel like on social media are still like, ha-ha, Hillary, and it's like, dude, laugh at Hillary it's all over. you want. It's over. It's yeah, over. it's done. There's no more conversation you, you there. Want, see, the problem with that, though, is, is it, 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 for those people, it, you're right, is if that was your sole thing, you're... The next four years, what are you worried about now? Like you're, That's been done. What are you railing about? against? Right. What are you angry about? Are you with him or were you just against her? I think there were a lot of people who were just against her who are now stuck with him. It's going to be interesting, man. This next four years, I mean, like I said, you know, my guy didn't win. But for my business, for what I do for a living, not the worst thing in the world. Can't wait for the next round of Billy Bush tapes to come out. It's inevitable, dude. It is inevitable. I can't believe it wasn't the day after. Shocked. So maybe they're not there. Oh, BS, dude. You don't have conversations like that once, and, and you're on camera for that long. BS, dude. Somebody's got them out there. You I, think? I, I know. I know. I'll tell you who probably has really good tapes, because most people don't know this, but Howard's green room is taped, and he doesn't tell his guests that. And my guess is that those conversations are probably outlandish. Because like I said, when people go on Howard, they tell Howard things that they don't tell other people. And so once you're in that building, I don't know. Be interesting. I, I'm with you. I, I think there are probably more Billy Bush tapes. I'm just, I don't know what we're waiting on. Oh, probably to actually take the office, right? The inauguration. Probably day after the inauguration. Fantone gets his Billy Bush tapes. Can't wait. I know you. Can't I know wait. I know you're pumped. Facing the reality that is the Donald Trump presidency, we're also facing the reality that I told you was going to happen a month ago. An 0-16 season is heading oh, our way. Oh, brownies. Brace yourself for that reality. We get into that next on the Sandsbury. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. On Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. If you miss UFC 205, the highlight's up for you right now in the Stansbury Show section of UFC, uh, of WRQK.com. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 a.m. We'll also get you hooked up with $1,000 at 8. I want to thank the Twitter uh, followers of the program who tell me that apparently the salary for the president of the United States, and again, I'm trusting them because I don't have the numbers right in front of me, is $400,000 a year and a huge expense account. Bring that up because Donald Trump says he's going to forgo the salary there. I mean, 400 grand, nothing to sneeze at. In the big picture, It's lifelong though, right? Like... Uh, That's yeah. one of those, right? I, I would assume you probably get a cut of something for the rest of your life, I would assume. Which is fair, honestly, for what you give up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know the concept of service to country really applies to, you know, the armed forces. But within politics, there is some service to country. There is some sacrifice. Right. Obviously not on the scale. I'm not, I'm, trying, I'm not trying to make that analogy. But you do. You sacrifice a lot. and You do. I can understand your that. Your life never goes back to normal. You know what I mean? So... But he's going to forego that. I had been calling and predicting is really the word. Oh, and 16 for the Browns for a while. And everybody's like, dude, you're nuts. It's really hard to go. Oh, and 16. And it is. It's tough. Sometimes you just fall ass backwards into a win. Only one team's ever done it before in the NFL. The Detroit Lions, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. I was in Michigan for that run. You were there during that? Yeah. What now? Okay. Now, okay. Now that's interesting because 
you're, you know, from Ohio, so yeah. you got, you know, uh, full working knowledge of the Browns, oh. you know, fan base. Were the Detroit Lions fans the same? Like, how'd they handle that? No. And the reason why is Detroit is somewhat of a title town. I mean, it has... Well, it's hockey town. Well, I mean, it's got it's got enough, you know, banners hanging up in the Joe Lewis arena. It's got the Pistons who had won recently. And I know the Cavs just won, and you feel like maybe that's enough to shake the loser off of the Northeast Ohio sports fan. But in some ways, it hasn't been yet. And I, I think they were always able to say, no, the Red Wings are our team. Therefore, we don't define our pride on the pride, on the Lions there. Um, but, you know, Northeast Ohio sports fan definitely defines its pride on the Browns. They do. Which is a terrible, terrible decision. You're worth more than that. Whoever you are out there, whatever you've done in your life, you're worth more than that. Browns got embarrassed Thursday night. It's bad, dude. It's it, bad. The decision making was questionable at really best. Questionable. I mean, dude, you're, you're benching a quarterback who, after the half, when you walked into the locker room at half with a lead, it just it just seems strange. You're zero nine. I mean, it's right. not like it's not like you're really. I mean, you know, fighting for anything there. You're not let, fighting to save the season. Let, right. let, so, the, let the kid be out there. Now, I think. Hugh's probably going to keep his job. I think this year was kind of like a you know like a tearaway year. I think if you really watch the games, they play hard. They're just not they're just young and they they're not all that talented yet. But they but they do play. There there's effort. Yeah, sure, but there's still murmurings right now, dude. I think it's a uh, it was on waitingfornextyear.com, a couple other sources or other sites as well. Um, sources within the Browns organization said things are getting a little hairy there, and the expectation of winning a game shouldn't be that far off. I agree. But I think if they let Hugh Jackson go, you're, it, I, I, I think it's dumb. I really do. I think it's dumb. I, I, you will never build a house without building the foundation. And at some point, you got to leave one of these regimes here. And I don't think Jimmy Haslam can fire another coach. Is 10 weeks long enough to see some sort of improvement? Have we seen any sort of improvement? Are the Browns any better now Dude, than they were 10 weeks ago? When I don't you, know. When you got 21 first-year guys and 19 of them are playing, how good do you think they were going to be? I mean, just not good. I, and that's just me. And I think Haslam's fired enough guys now where it's like, bro, is it you? Maybe it's you. Heightened tension is what it's being quoted really? as within the Browns organization. And uh, people are talking about Haslam and D, uh, his wife, and they're talking about how they're getting involved now in things they don't understand. Football coaching, scouting, That's analytics, bad. stuff like That's that. Bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. I don't like it. That's bad. Stay out of it. You hire football minds. Well, we didn't. We hired Sashi Brown. But in theory, you hire football minds. Anyway. So the Cleveland Browns fan base is preparing themselves for an 0-16 season. So much so that one of these guys on Twitter... like People can become celebrities on Twitter now. It's weird. And you don't even know who they are. It's weird. Like... I follow him. He follows me. His name is Reflog underscore 18. It actually stands for golfer. It's golfer backwards. I, I've asked him about it. He's a little bit of a golfer, but he, I guess he is on Twitter. He's got like, I don't know, something like 30,000 followers. He's, I think he does a podcast of some sort. He's really funny on Twitter. He's hilarious. He really is. He's really good at being an internet troll. He is. He's and, great at and, it. And, and, and in, that, in that, you know, he always, it's always about Northeast Ohio sports. So if you are a fan of that, he lives a lot of your pain in a very funny fashion. He does, and he... I credit him for the Warriors blew the 3-1 lead thing. Like, he made that go nationwide. Um, he's really close with that hipster Tito guy who did the whole party at Napoli's thing. Those two kind of team up together for this kind of stuff a lot. And uh, he's 
mean, he's got a pretty serious Twitter following. And he's already applied and filled out the proper paperwork with the city of Cleveland for January 7th for a parade to celebrate a potential 0-16 season. He sent in an application and then you know, tweeted out the link. There's a Facebook event for the parade. As of Saturday afternoon, 3,000 people said they were going. I'm sure that number's higher now. Do you think we will see an 0-16 parade actually happen? Oh, you'll get people out there. Of course you will. There's no doubt that people want, you know... Give people a reason to congregate anywhere or over anything and they're going to do it? Right. I mean, they want their voice to be heard. They're grossly unsatisfied with something. I mean, luckily they filled out the paperwork and didn't just take it to the streets or people would be screaming about it. But no, I mean, I totally... Yeah, I, I think people will be a part of that given the uh, given the 0-16 record. I'm not sure 0-16 is the worst thing that happened to to the Browns. I don't know, dude. Right now, uh, Jimmy Haslam has taken the Browns under 500 all time. That's how bad they've been recently. Is The Browns are now under 500 all time record. Dude, when is that it, since the return of 99 or all? Well, dude, if you talk about the return of 99, it's considerably worse, dude. They're not even up over 400 at that point. Jesus Christ, seriously? Oh, think about the Browns records recently. The Browns since 1999 are 87 and 195. <laughs> 87 and 195, dude. Oh, my God. I just got dizzy laughing so hard That's, at that. That is awful. The first six seasons of NFL play, and the Browns ever existed, not the first six of, of the 99, but they were 58 and 13. And now, dude, they have been – they have dude, their, 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 their winning percentage is 308. That's awful, dude. That's like a batting average. That's awful. <laughs> a batting average. That's awful. Oh my God, man! So the fan base, man. Like I said, this uh, McNeil. You follow him on Twitter at reflog underscore eighteen. It's golfer backwards. Really funny guy. He's funny, dude. Man, he is. He's funny, and uh, dude, he gets ripped off a lot by like those, you know, everyday gentlemen Twitter accounts and like those 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 faceless Twitter accounts that bro Bible. you know, bro Bible and that kind of stuff. He gets ripped off all the time by those people. So I felt like he deserved a little bit of credit on this one before you start seeing this other places because this was totally him. And the dude's very funny, and he's and he knows sports too. Like he's not one of those guys that doesn't know what he's talking about. Like he legitimately knows stuff. It's funny, man. I would uh, I would I would have to probably go to an Owen sixteen parade. I don't think it's necessarily the worst thing for the Browns. I think it's the worst thing for Deshaun Watson, but I'm not sure it's the it's the worst thing for the Cleveland Browns. All right. Some of you have a problem eating with chopsticks. Some of you don't know how to handle this, and a guy got uh, a pair of chopsticks inserted in a body part where you Jeez. don't. <laughs> I don't like where this is going at all. Where you don't want them. We'll give you that story next on the Stansbury Show. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069, online at WRQK.com at 8 o'clock. We'll let you take a listen to Scott from Winning for Next Year.com there as uh, we'll get a look at. What the Browns are going to do? Apparently, there's heat on Hugh Jackson. I hadn't read that at, at, at their site. I haven't read their site yet this morning. And uh, obviously, the Cavaliers in action and all that kind of stuff. We'll, t- you know, talk to Scott eight o'clock about that. Yeah, and I think the biggest Cavaliers story of the day: Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian break up from the rumors on the uh, is on that the, right? On the press sheet. Oh, I haven't heard that. I know there was baby mama drama where like the, the the woman he was getting ready to have a baby with was already like kind of giving, you know, Chloe some shade and all that. Wait, Yeesh. wait a second. You're telling me that NBA players are having unprotected sex with multiple women? 
What? Am I allowed to say baby mama drama in 2016? That feels what? very racial. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why, but it feels like I might be on the no-no list this year. I think baby mama drama is that all right? right? I'm all right there? I don't know. Dude, I got to tell you, I, I get nervous every time I say anything now. Plenty of baby mama drama up in the trailer park. Bro. Is that right? Plenty yeah, well, yeah, I'm aware of, of that. Yes, Plenty I'm aware of that. It. I'm just saying, it feels like one of those things that's like, you know, you can't call non-store brand stuff now ghetto cereal anymore you're not allowed to do that so like i just want to make sure i'm you know just want to make sure i'm making everybody happy all right so chopsticks are made to eat food with we know that right right? they are not an instrument they are not a medicinal instrument they are not uh they're not there to remove things from your body no not at all and an asian man actually had rammed a seven inch stainless steel chopstick into his urethra jesus he cha- he jammed this thing so far in his genitals that he couldn't even pull it back out. He believed the urethra was broken, so he had to use the chopstick to investigate in there. Scan show, guys, get ready to feel, get ready to grab your balls and hold on for the remainder of the drive into work. Scan showed the chopsticks had been inserted so far into the urethra it reached his rectal wall. He almost went in there, almost went all the way back out. It could have killed him if he would have inserted this any further into his body. Now, luckily, he was able to go to the doctor. They were successfully removed the chopstick from his penis. And uh, we do not know at this point if he suffered any long-term damage, but there's obviously some mental damage pre-existing there. What would make, and again, I, I, I the irony of an Asian not knowing what to do with the chopsticks there is hysterical to me. Why would you think that if something's wrong with your, dude, first of all, something wrong with your urethra, that's not an at-home fix. That's no. not That's not a, no. I got this, bro. That's not one of those. You got a little bit of a cold. I understand you don't want to go to the yeah, doctor. Well, Michael, a little rub toss in your you're going to be fine. Yeah. A little zinc supplement or yeah, something. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> little vitamin C. I think this is a cover job in the sense of... Do you? I, yeah, I don't think this is a, a... He ever thought he had an issue with his urethra, even though maybe... I mean, listen, I don't know about, you know, Chinese healthcare and, like, if this guy's in the middle of, you know... Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't think of you that. You know what I mean? If this guy's in the middle of, 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 of the third world nation part of China, then, you know, maybe he did. That was the only option he had. But obviously not, because he went to the hospital. He's got stainless steel chopsticks, man. Most of them are just, like, tree bark. Uh, but... I think this was him, and this you know isn't exclusive to this guy. There are dudes out there who put things in their penis for sexual gratification. Oh, I don't get it. I don't it's understand that at all. That's out there. It's out there. It's a, it's out there. It's a thing. I mean, there's even. I mean, you can find soreurethra.com. Is that where I go for that? You can find um, porn where like that's in like dominatrix stuff where they'll 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 push things that are in there, their finger or something like that. <laughs> Dude, I would vomit. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, I feel I uncomfortable. Would vomit. Feel uncomfortable just talking about it. Um, but I think. That's what it was. This was a sexual gratification thing, and he turned it into, well, dude, I was just trying to save my own life here. Yeah, I guess don't knock it till you try. It's probably not. No, no, there's plenty of things uh, that you can. I bet that's not going to cover that You can learn from the mistakes of others. Like... All right, well, uh, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll do so next, and we will also give you your first keyword of the day for Rock 1069's Big Cash Handout. You win $1,000 next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 1069.
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106 Line. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? what? What was that? On Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. Just made one of you $1,000 richer. We'll do it again for somebody else at 9 o'clock this morning. Joined at 8 a.m. every Monday morning by Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, how are you this morning? Doing well. Coming up a three-day weekend that uh, couldn't have been better timed after oh. what happened last week. Nice, nice. Good for you, everybody. I, uh, I want to start with the Browns. Let's start there. I have heard from your very credible website, waitingfornextyear.com, that there is, <laughs> that there is, uh, and I'm not saying that in jest. You guys are a- absolutely credible. I, um, I'm hearing that there's heightened tensions in, uh, in Berea, in the hallways. No, it depends on who you believe. Um, I, I don't know if there's tension as much as frustration, and there should be frustration. For sure, yeah. Um, the team is 0-10, and, and it's not just that they're 0-10, it's, it's the way they're losing. I mean, I mean, you know as, as, as well as anybody, it's really hard to be not even close to 500 against the spread. I mean, like Vegas will yes. set lines that even like New England can't beat, like yesterday. And the Browns are now 2-8. and eight against the spread, which is very, very Jeez. tough to do because they're, they're, they're losing in, in, in drastic ways. I mean, yes. it's not just the, the earlier in the season, they were close and we, we sat here and we're like, you know, they're just a few pieces away. We don't want them to win, but they look like they know what they're doing. And then this last month, they look like they don't know what they're doing. And the end their opponents who aren't necessarily that much better than them are playing a completely different game than they are. And I think when you're losing and fans are getting upset and the national media wants to point out how you're, you know, on the on, on your way to history and being 0-16, I think people are going to get upset, and I, I don't blame them for doing so. Can you make sense of Hugh Jackson sitting Cody Kessler after the half when you go into the when you go into the locker room with a lead and then you replace your quarterback? Mm-hmm. Can you make sense of that? No, um, I can't, <laughs> and and it's more it's, it's more it's more concerning to me that he. Is has like no regrets about it. Um, you know, I, I think I think people would be a little more understanding if he would be like, you know, that was probably wasn't the best idea. You know, my bad. We'll we'll fix it. You know, Cody's our guy. Um, now he said Cody's the guy going forward, which makes it even weirder, it, um, more strange, right? <laughs> but but you know, they're down they're down six points, and and while Kessler's arm isn't going to remind anybody of Aaron Rodgers, I mean he he wasn't bad. Um, you know, he was, I guess, you know, three or four beyond 10 yards. I think he was nine for 11 when he wasn't pressured. Um, any rookie is going to succumb to pressure. Sure. I mean, Carson Wentz has, isn't good under pressure either. I mean, it's not, it's not a Cody Kessler thing. No so it, was, it, was a weird, it was a weird move and it really looked really, really desperate. And I, I, I think he kind of undermined himself a little bit and all the benefit of the doubt that we've given him for a good portion of the season. That's not to say that he's not the guy or he can't win it back or he doesn't know what he's doing. But that was just a really, really, really bad move from an optics standpoint as well as from an execution standpoint. As the dumpster fire continues to burn on the Cleveland Browns season, um, one of the things mentioned in the article about heightened tension within Berea right now is 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 Jimmy Haslam's role and D Haslam's role within the organization. And there's talks about the you know the Haslam's being a little too uh, hands on in, in in the kitchen. Is that, is that a real concern? And I mean, what does that mean for the organization? Well, it's been a concern for years, right? I mean, they're, they're every every regime that has come and gone through here has pointed the finger back at Jimmy for being too involved. He was he was involved in the Johnny Manziel draft pick. He was involved in a lot of the other things that have gone on. And you know, people will be easy. I mean, you can't fire the owner, um, but it's easy to to the, the common denominator 
through all of this this suck has been has been Jimmy Haslam, and you know they they I know you know. <laughs> Some of the beat writers will be quick to tell you that Jimmy is very involved in the non-football operation side of things. He wants to be really hands-on in terms of the stuff Alex Shiner was supposed to be doing when he was here. But he has hired Paul D. Podesta and Sashi Brown to do the football side of things. Now, that, that, that article that came out from CBS made it sound like they're, they're, that might not be 100% defined lines and that Jimmy might be involved in, in some more aspects that I think any Browns fan should be comfortable with. I, I, I think the the truth always kind of lies somewhere in the middle. Um, I, I don't know if a billionaire all of a sudden wakes up one day and decides that he wants to be in less control of something, but um, you I know, I, I, I do know that not very many organizations do well when the owner is, is very much hands-on. I mean, Dan Gilbert's involved in a lot of financial decisions because he's the one cutting the checks, um, you know, but you don't see you know, Paul Dolan going to winter meetings and, and, and scouting and doing all that kind of stuff. And I think if, if Jimmy is trending more towards that, um, you know, this, this team, there's nothing they can do if he's going to be, if he's going to be that involved and not let the guys do their job. Talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com, who just took a lot of words to tell you that Donald Trump is running the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. I, uh, let me talk to you about this. The fan base, uh, and, and I know you know this guy on Twitter, uh, McNeil at Reflog underscore 18 on Twitter, has uh, filed the paperwork for the city of Cleveland to have a parade January 7th, 0-16, celebrating a, a winless season. A, do you think we go winless? B, do we get a parade? I, I really do think that the chances of this team going winless are very, very high. Um, I don't think they're going to be Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh coming off of the way they lost this past week. They're going to kill us. Is, is, is probably the worst situation. 28 nothing. It's, it's, it's right up there with Brady coming back. Yes. Right? I mean, in yes. terms of retribution, you know, they lose the, they lose the Buffalo and Brady's first game back and then they just lay pipe to you for, for 50 minutes. Swish. Um, it's, it's one of those things where I think Pittsburgh's going to want to do the same thing with the I way agree. they, with the way they lost. The Giants uh, are, are no pushover. That's going to be, uh, I believe, that they're on the road. Um, you know, non-conference road games don't exactly bode very well. Um, the bye, uh, being week 13, I think will, will provide us a lot of, of soul-searching time. But, the, you know, it's going to be that, that Cincinnati game and then and the San Diego game. Again, we keep going back to it. But, I mean, you, people are pointing to the Cincinnati game. Cincinnati manhandled the Browns. <laughs> right. One of their three wins this season was destroying the Browns. So I don't know how anybody can feel too confident about that. But you know, the parade, I, th- I think it's funny. Um, you know, he McNeil's very, very funny on Twitter. He's and, hilarious. Uh, he has a really good following. Yeah. Um, but getting people to, to leave their house in the middle of January, I think, is going to be a tough task. Hey, Scott, is, before we let 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 the Browns off the mat, and you know, obviously, Never. I think we all want, Never. I think we all want to move on from this conversation. But I do think it's worth noting uh, the all time record of the Cleveland Browns is now under five hundred since they've Christ. returned since nineteen ninety nine. They barely have a decent batting average when it comes to their winning percentage. As a person who's been a Browns fan their entire life, in in in, in you, and uh, I'm sure somewhat of at least a Browns historian, what as a fan, how does that make you feel knowing that they've now fallen under five hundred all time? The, the the troubling line in a CBS article, uh, uh, you know, you could say what's true and what isn't. The one that is true is they've won three games since Thanksgiving of 2014. Jesus, wow. dude. Wow. So, if you, I mean, if you put that into perspective, I mean, we're creeping up on Thanksgiving of 2016 really, really fast. And anytime you're going to go through a stretch like that, you're going to 
essentially desecrate all of the goodwill that any former, you know, regime or, or yeah. generation of, of football playing has, has done for you. Um, you know, the, the, and a lot of people aren't going to, I mean, you, you see the Jim Brown things. I know there's a Jim Brown football life coming out and there's going to be a lot of talk about the sixties Browns and how dominant they were. But this, this version of the Browns has been the exact opposite of that. I mean, they've been nothing but a pushover outside of maybe one and a half years since they came back in 1999. And, you know, and Craig has a really good article coming out later today about how these guys aren't the Browns that he, that he's, you know, rooting for. I mean, that the, the, the he grew up rooting for, that he, that he, that there's no, there's, there's nothing you could cling to with this year. I guess Joe Thomas, I guess, if you want to, because he's been here for so long. Yeah, but other than that, there's nothing that you could go back and tell your kids or grandkids, like, oh, I used to watch, you know, Joe Jervicious play. I mean, you're not going you're <laughs> to pick a random name because these guys are just in one day and out the other. And it's not surprising to me mathematically, given how poor they've been over the last several years, that they have completely essentially cratered every everything that this team did before in the 60s and 80s. It's really crazy when you think about it. You're right. You kind of hang your hat on Joe Thomas. But the problem is, is that if you're hanging your hat on an offensive lineman, your team isn't going, you just don't have stars. You just don't. I mean, offensive line, very, very, very important. One of the most important parts of the game, but they're unsung in most yeah, situations. Exactly. They're unsung in most situations. We just don't have stars. I, You know what? I got, I got, Done. dude, I got to get some good news out of you. We're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Buddy, I need some good news. Talk to me about some cash. How about Ty- on, baby. dude? How about Ty Lue though? I read uh, I, I, I read uh, some of your posting about his fourth quarter matchups and how he was able to come back against Charlotte. Can you uh, can you explain that to me a little bit more? Yeah, the five man unit he used uh, last night in the fourth quarter: uh, LeBron, Channing Fry, Jordan McRae, uh, and I can't Jordan McRae, of course, you know a guy who who had barely played, but he was more of a preseason you know right. stud. Um, had had not had not played a single minute together that five man unit, and they played the fourth quarter, and they came back and they and they and they thumped a really 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 good Charlotte Hornets team. Channing Fry, obviously, J.R. Smith didn't play, so they had to mix up some stuff to begin with. But uh, Channing Fry, uh, twenty points, six threes. I mean that 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 guy is you know you, we talk about James Jones and how he might not play for weeks at a time and then come in and drop a quick twelve. I mean Channing's been almost that exact same way where. You know, the guy gets him to the NBA Finals, hardly plays because he's a matchup issue. But then you need him, and you need him in a pinch in, in this game. You need him to stretch the floor and kind of bring those Charlotte Biggs away from the rim, and, and he does exactly that. I mean, that it's this team has such a safety net, and it's such a matchup issue for a lot of people that, you know, a lot of focus has gone into Ty Lue's rotations because he's key, he keeps using different ones. That's very... On, yeah, I guess on, yeah, it's not very common in, okay. in the NBA. Coaches like to have their... And players too. They like to know when they're coming in, coming out, and how they can get ready and get their bodies prepared. But Ty's kept them all, you know, pretty much on call and deploys them as he sees fit, and it's worked masterfully. He did it in the playoffs last year, and he's doing it again this year on a game by game basis. And I don't know if it's sustainable, but it's worked really, really well to this point. They've only lost one game, and it was a, it was a tough one against Atlanta. Yeah, the diversity of the Cavaliers is certainly one of their strengths right now. Uh, also another one of their strengths, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving. And let's talk about Kevin Love for a second. Dude, in the first, what are we, 10 games in at this point almost, it, it, he just seems like a different player. What's, what's changed about him? Well, again, you know, he having the entire offseason to work on basketball and, and get stronger and get more confidence, um, I think works wonders. Don't forget, last offseason he couldn't he couldn't lift any weights at all. You know, his entire upper body was that he was like paddleboarding. Like that was like the most you know wow. resistance he could he could put on on those know. shoulders as he was rehabilitating. 
So he, he lost a lot of weight. And you, when you're a big man in this league and you, and you need to bounce around down below the post, losing weight isn't exactly the best idea. And he got in way better shape, but he, he lost a lot of muscle mass, and he was able to produce that this year. And I think you're seeing the results of that right out of the gate. Um, you know, he had a stat the other night after the Wizards game. He said he has 334 career double-doubles, which wow. is really crazy to think about, given how young he still is. And, you know, he's, he's doing a lot of that here. And I know he's never going to be that 30-20 and 20 guy that he was in, in Minnesota, but you don't need him to be. You need him to be this 20-10 this and 10 guy that, that we've seen for the last couple weeks. And he's playing well off the ball. He's, he's, he's battling down below. He's pulling down offensive rebounds and putting them back up. He's doing everything that you need Kevin Love to do. And, you know, it's, it, I know Andrew Wiggins had a hell of a night last night, but thankfully with the way Kevin's been playing, you know, a lot of that talk is, is gone by the wayside Dying because down, the kid's, yeah. a re- kid's a real deal. Yeah, he's been playing man's game. There's no question about it. Kevin Love, I mean, just 15 points in the first quarter yesterday, so it was fantastic to see. The other big story coming out of the Cavaliers organization is uh, Tristan and, and, and Chloe and the breakup, <laughs> and it's not – is it officially broken up, and was it because LeBron and the boys kept making fun of him, or what's the story there, Scott? I'm still not sure I'm buying it. Um, I've only seen the one report, and it was, and any other report is only sourcing that one report until TMZ um, says it. You know, and it's really weird, but to be a be a, a media person in today's age, you got to like really like scour like Instagram feeds and things like that. And I've seen nothing different on either of their feeds that would indicate that they're done. Um, when he moved to Chloe, all of the pictures of his ex completely disappeared. Um, so I would that's which is which is a pretty common move in the in the celebrity space. So I would assume if they were to be calling it off that there still wouldn't be pictures of them, you know, all cuddly during a Halloween party with, uh, with LeBron and those guys. Well, I, I mean, that's, I, I, well, thank God. I mean, I can sleep at night knowing. <laughs> the celebrity dish with Scott from Waiting for Next Year. The celebrity dish. That's Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. My man, thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you again next Monday at 8. Sounds good, guys. Be good. All right. We have Pop Evil tickets. They're playing, I believe, the House of Blues. Do I have that right? I hope I'm right. Correct. You are. They're playing the House of Blues, and we will give you tickets next on the Stansbury Show. 6 9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. We have Pop Evil tickets. They're playing the House of Blues February the 14th. Put you in the building for that just minutes away. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need for those. Also coming up at 9 o'clock, another opportunity for you to win $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. You need it. Car's making that weird sound. You have holidays coming up. You haven't paid your taxes all year. You're going to owe on that. You need that money. Lied on your taxes about being covered in health insurance. <laughs> oh. Obama's coming for that 1600 It's going to happen. So we'll help you pay that down at 9 o'clock by giving you $1,000. You know what's coming up? December's the 2nd. What is that? Long haul against hunger. We did this last year. You guys know. We had the Mac and Cheese Mountain. Most yeah. of you know about that. Some of you don't. Yeah. So, all right. So, what had happened was this Fantone started a, and, and he's going to, we're, we're starting again tomorrow, but a box here in the building for people that work here in the building to bring non perishable food items for Long Haul Against Hunger that benefits the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank there. And I encourage you to do the same. It's a very easy way to, uh, you know, number one, score some brownie points around the office. But, right. dude, Jim's a pretty good guy. He's doing a food drive here. 
And number two, yeah, you can show up late for work for like a week. Yeah, yeah. Because people think you're nice. Yeah, you're you're, you're a good guy. And number two, you're helping us out and helping out, you know, some hungry people in, in Stark County. So it's a uh, it's a win 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 win. And so last year, Phantom built this box, right? Yeah. And so one morning, I had gotten a little hungry, and I was like, <laughs> and I looked over in the box, and there was Easy Mac in there, and I was like, okay, well. I'm going to, and again, you're going to hear me ring this bell a lot. I borrowed. Stole. <laughs> borrowed. Stole. I made good on it. I brought back more Easy Mac than I took, which is that's a borrowing situation. So I borrowed an Easy Mac, and for some reason, the audience went crazy. And then just. <laughs> you stole kids. No. You stole food from kids, from hungry kids. No, you dicks turned on me. You did. You're like, everybody turned on me. It was like, ah, you're big and fat, and you can't walk past food and not eat it, and everybody turned on me. But it ended up that that day, Long Haul Against Hunger, the audience sure enough brought a huge, I mean, a mountain. You couldn't even see past it at some point. Thousands and thousands and thousands of boxes and, and easy max. And I mean, just, just it was it was crazy. It really was. I almost want to do that as like a running theme every year because of how well it worked last year. But Fantone said to me this morning, he's like, you know, he's like, we should start that box tomorrow. And I went, well, I hope Raisin Bran's in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I already... I already am looking forward to what I'm going to steal next. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> Listen, if you decide to have a box of pair of non-perishable food items in your in your office, let me just encourage you not to steal from it. Listen, borrow you're, from it. You're going to score brownie points. People are going to think you're a good person until you start stealing from it. And as soon as you start stealing food, literally from the mouths of hungry children, then uh, dude, I, I'm, not, I'm not backing down off of this one. I know we raised a thousand plus boxes and everything felt all good, but it dude, worked. Could have been a thousand. Thousand and one could have been a thousand and one. Again, I took one Easy Mac cup, not even a package cup, and I brought like a hundred dollars worth of macaroni and cheese, which at eighty nine cents, dude, that's a lot. At, at, at like under a dollar a cup, that's a lot. I brought a lot of mac. I know what did I needed to buy a hundred and one, right? That's what I needed. That's to what buy. you needed to do. <laughs> what you needed to do. I feel like no matter how many I buy, you're always going to throw the one more on top of it. That's the overall concept of stealing things. Like, <laughs> yes, this was going to be donated, but now it's not there to donate. Okay. Now, all right, I don't really have an, I don't have a good <laughs> argument. I don't. I wish I had a good argument, but I don't. I just, I was fat and I wanted food and I ate it and, uh, it, it, you know, worked out wonderfully for everybody, dude. Uh, Star County had macaroni and cheese for years to come. Let's not act like this was the overall plan of Stansberry. It's not like he was like, dude, you know what I'm going to do? We'll make this a radio bit and we'll plan it out. A lot of radio shows would have done something like that, but this was you seeing something, being hungry and taking it, dude, and stealing it. That's I was a... That's what happened. I feel like I'm not getting the credit for being a visionary. I <laughs> really feel, dude, like all great, dude, was it that, what's that damn quote? All great minds receive opposition in their time. I think that's what's happening to me. Stansberry, he's almost Gandhi over here. He's, he's close. Mother Teresa. I imagine Gandhi out. <laughs> nice, it's like best, like overall quality of person. Yeah. Dude, I'm elbowing him out. There I'm he a, is. Dude, I'm competitive. Now it's Jesus, <laughs> the, the, the Virgin Mary and, and Stansberry. That's where they are. Mother Teresa up there. Yeah, no, I think yeah. I, dude, I'm on that list. <laughs> Rounded out the right? Mount Rushmore of good people. Yeah. MLK, sorry, scoot him over. Stansbury coming in. No, here's the thing. I want MLK up there with me, <laughs> right? I do. But I'm going to wrap my arm around him. Like, right. I, I'm in the center. Smoking a new port. <laughs> Chief in that out. port behind me. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Exactly. That's how I want it to work. All right, let's see here. Mount Rushmore quality people there. <laughs> me, MLK, 
Jesus was all right, but we don't have proof. I uh, we know MLK was around. Me, him. Yeah, that's it. That's Just, it. Screw <laughs> We only need two. That's it. Maybe maybe get Obama up there. Yeah, ridiculous, dude. No, I'm telling you, ridiculous. I'm ridiculous. I'm one of the best. I'm one of the best quality people there has ever been. And again, I borrowed that food, stole it. And uh, so December the second, we will be though up at the Giant Eagle on the Strip. We will be there. You guys know how this works. All day, I think six a.m. till seven p.m. Yeah. We're out there, and uh, it's for a great cause. The Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, the buying power. You're going to hear us talk about a, a, you know a lot about this over the next month, month and a half, where it's like four dollars can feed an entire family because of the buying power they have there, and it's just an amazing thing that they do. Really, really smart to have it at Giant Eagle. Uh, that way, people can be like, oh hey, I got to go pick up groceries anyway. They can help donate, or if they you know are driving by and work, they can just go grab something. I like it coming together. It's a good plan. Yeah, I, uh, I'm very, I'm very excited. I'm very excited about that. I, uh, I I'm, uh, it, it's been one of the great events that we've done since I've uh, been here. I know this, uh, this cluster of radio stations has done it for years and years, but we had a massive success last year. So we look forward to doing it again. People who work for Labatt Beer are upset. Apparently, I didn't know this. For like a lifelong, if you worked uh, at Labatt for a while, you got free beer for life when you retired. And they announced that the long-standing perk will be phased out by January 1st of 2019. It's become too expensive. Workers uh, call the cut petty when they compare to the company's ballooning revenues, you know, because they've merged in this whole thing. And the Blatt says the allotment for existing retirees would be cut in half by 2018 and cut off completely in 2019. Uh, they say here, I think it's just a nickel and diming of our retirees that put in a lot of work for many, many years, said a local uh, union president. And the cost of doing business, it's such a small, small thing. Yeah, obviously, Labatt is uh, pretty well stocked when it comes to beers. So I don't understand. If you've been doing it for so long, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not your responsibility or like an obligation for Labatt to do so. But for what you lose in, in dollars, in product, I mean, you're losing so much more in public perception right now. You'd think they would just stick with it. You're losing more from like employee theft at the stores that sell Labatt, that steal your beer out of the back room, than you are of losing, giving away the beer that you make. You know what I mean? I, th- this is one of those things where it's like doing things like this is how you get on lists of like the best companies in the world to work at right. and things like that. I think that would be worth the, the loss. But is there a responsibility of, dude, if we're giving you all, like, all the beer you can drink for the rest of your life, that's got to turn into alcoholism pretty quickly, right? I mean, if I had an unlimited supply of beer and I was retired. Oh, my God. You're right. You just have all day in all the Labatt Blue you can drink. You're just up there in Canada drinking, yelling at your wife, being, being a terrible grandpa. Maybe it's a bad idea. Oh, wow, I never put it through that filter. I never put it through the addiction filter. I never thought about that. Look at Labatt Blue just passing out domestic violence to their employees for the rest of their lives. I never thought, I never thought about that. House of Blues is hosting Pop Evil February the 14th. Caller 10 right now at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to that and be right back with more Sandsbury Show. Hang on. Hey, guys, you got Sandsbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. They're in Medina, just off the square, located in the old Foundry building. And if you don't have experience here yet, it's high-performance indoor electric go-karting. High Voltage Karting is Ohio's first and longest indoor electric go-karting track, and it's a 
ton of fun. I've been telling guys this for a while now. If you're looking for a date alternative, this is a cool place to go. Mildly competitive, speed always in aphrodisiac. It's a cool, cool experience. Check out more info at highvoltagecarding.com. That's highvoltagecarding with a K.com. It's nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Getting you hooked up with $1,000 at 9 o'clock this morning with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. You get your next keyword at 9. And then 9.30, sending you to the WWE at the Canton Civic Center in the fifth row. We're doing, we're doing row countdown this week. Friday, you get front row seats. But today, fifth row, which you can't do. That's pretty damn good. Fifth row is going to be pretty good. Yeah, and don't be like, well, I'll just wait till Friday to win, because then you're not going to win on Friday. You're going to be all pissed off at us. Spoiler, a lot of people have that plan. Man, I'll just <laughs> wait till Friday to win. I'll call in then. Phone's going to ring off the hook. Uh, kick-ass Christmas present for your kids. Uh, yes. Just in case anybody is wondering, this is a Raw-branded event, so you will uh, see Kevin Owens. Uh, the New Day is going to be there. All your Raw favorites. Monday Night Raw! Oh my god. I cannot wait for Friday. Most people just want Friday for the weekend. I want Friday so I can be done with the WWE ticket giveaway. So I don't have to hear that anymore. Oh, dude, it'll be January oh, no. 2. That means it'll be the road to WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania rolls through Canton, Ohio! Dear God. Oh, Dear exciting god. times, dude. That's what it is. Yeah, that, it's exciting. That is what it is. So 9.30, we'll get chucked up at those. All right. I, uh, I'm i going to try to remain calm during this. Here we go. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to try to stay as uh, unbiased as I can. I've been guilty of, or have at least been accused of, being anti-said product. Okay? Okay. And uh, I, I am cautious about this product. I, uh, I don't use it personally. And I, I feel like a lot of the it's totally safe isn't necessarily accurate. And we won't know the ramifications of this stuff until about 10 years down the road. And I've been, I, I've been yelled at and screamed at by people about this product before. And so I've actually been sitting on this story for a few days because I didn't want to do it because I didn't want people to go, oh, my God, here he goes again. He's just a dude. He hates this. So he's up on the hill on it and he just wants to yell at us for doing it. And I know a large portion of people listening right now take use of this product. And, and so, I'm, so I want to enter into this with caution because I've pissed you people off before. We can talk about people that take Valtrex. What are we talking about here, dude? I mean, geez, Louise, what is this? We now have numbers. Of teenagers who vape <laughs> and what happens through vaping. All right, the vape life. And I have been guilty of being up on my hill up against vaping. Those of you that know, coming up January 20th will be four years that I, go, that I have quit smoking the cigarettes. Wow. Wow, dude. I mean, you even have to say that to yourself a little bit like, wow. Never gone this long. I'm currently in the longest stretch I've ever been since picking up the habit at around 13 years old. The one time I quit for two years, smoked it again, was back on them eight years. It'll be four years in January since I've smoked a cigarette. Nikki and the boys are proud of you, dude. Is that right? That's right. Dude, can we... Go back and tell the 12-year-old me that Nikki Six one day will be proud of me. Oh, it's very proud of you. My head would explode. Teenagers. You know what? Let me set it up this way. All I ever hear about is 
Oh, Stansbury, will you quit making fun of us vapes? The people that vape? You don't understand. We're not smoking. We don't smoke anymore. We don't smoke. Isn't that good? Isn't that positive? And I always say to people, and they get really mad about this, you didn't quit smoking. You quit smoking cigarettes, and you use transference to another product. That's not quitting. That's band-aiding. Now, I'm not judging you. Whatever it takes to get you off of cigarettes, fine. Yeah, I mean, even if you are just, you know... Transferring the addiction there It's still better to be uh, addicted to Something that isn't smoking Than something that is I'll make you sure. know, I'll make room for You're that. making steps to where I want right. you to be And where right. you want you to be I don't. Who cares if you get where I want you to be This is your life So whatever gets you closer to not smoking cigarettes I, I guess you gotta do But all I ever hear about is Oh well we're not smoking cigarettes We're not smoking cigarettes It's safer and thank god Now high school kids can do this And it's totally safe because it's water vapor which I don't buy into the safety of it. Again, this stuff is a lot of times mixed by people who own those stores and uh, do the regulation. Seems very strange to me. To me, even if it's strictly regulated, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily a safe thing to do. I don't know if that's like what doc- doctors recommend. You vape? No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. So all I have heard while I've been anti-vaping all this time is, Sansbury, you're an idiot. You don't know anything. This stuff keeps kids off of cigarettes. Well, the study is now teens who vape are 10 times more likely to smoke cigarettes. Surprise. Who could be shocked by that? Who could be shocked by that? I'm not shocked by that. I feel like, oh, I don't feel like it. I know I did it. I predicted this. Um, because, of course, you always go up the ladder. The thing I'm going to say is this might not necessarily be causing correlation here where like, of course, kids who are going to take that risk with vaping, they're going to take that risk higher and higher up. I mean, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's because they decided to vape. That's not why they necessarily decided to go smoke cigarettes. Researchers at the University of Southern California surveyed more than a, like a handful of students, 10th graders in Los Angeles public schools, found 20 percent of those who regularly used e-cigs became cigarette smokers after just six months. This isn't keeping kids off of cigarettes. This is driving kids to cigarettes. It's what I've been saying all along. It's what I get what I'm saying all along. You get sick of the nine volt battery dildo that you have and the and the and the unicorn crap flavor. That's actually a flavor. Unicorn poop is a flavor. You get sick of it, and before you know it, dude, you got Marlboro Reds in your hand. I think those kids would have been just as likely to smoke without. It's, I, I bet you could say the exact same thing about, like, well, you know, high school seniors that don't wear their seatbelts are 20 times more likely to smoke cigarettes. Well, you're more likely to engage in risky behavior. I don't know if it's necessarily because of the risky behavior. You're probably more or less likely to wear condoms, too. I would make the argument that if you give kids a safe alternative to smoking, they, are, they turn a blind eye to all of the problems that can come with smoking, and sooner or later, you get bogged down with it. You know what this is? This is Chipotle's healthy. Well, it's in a bowl. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get the wrap. It's all natural products. It's it's, it's, it's not GMOs. It's no. It's not GMO. locally sourced. Who cares if it's three thousand calories in one meal, dude? That was, those burrito bowls are like four thousand calories. Chipotle's not healthy. That's what this is. This is the Chipotle's healthy system. And before you know it, you're eating four burrito bowls a day, and you're wondering why you're six thousand pounds. This is the same thing. Oh well, vaping's healthy. Same thing as yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. And yeah. sooner or later, you're like, oh well, the cigarettes can't be that bad. That's what happens. It's driving these kids right to this stuff. I tried to tell you this.
Cigarettes are pretty bad. Don't start smoking, kids. Four years in January, buddy. And believe me, that, that wolf is at the door every single day. I thought about smoking yesterday at the golf course. I went out there, had a little vodka and orange juice to start my round out, and I was like, man, I got to tell you, dude, Newport right now would be amazing with this. The wolf is at that door every single day. And I don't vape because I know what it'll do. I'll go, this isn't giving me what I want. Give me my cigarettes. That's why I don't use those things. Addiction works like this. My life is powerless because of this. I want to be done. I'm done. That's how addiction works. There's no other way it works. It's that way. You make the decision that I don't like my life this way. I will not do this. That's how it works. You'll get $1,000 at 9 o'clock and then fifth row seats for the WWE in Canton at 9.30. We will continue next on Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. Just made somebody richer. We'll do it again at 10 a.m. with Fishhead. He has your next opportunity. Rock 106.9 is a big cash handout. This is the last week for that. Get the bubbles going. Get the cash going, baby. 9.30, you'll get hooked up with fifth row tickets for the WWE here in Canton. We're doing ticket countdown this week. On Friday, you'll get front row seats. So today, fifth, tomorrow, fourth, third. You know how it works. You guys should be able to count to five by now, I would think. Let me tell you, dude. Front row at a WWE event, you're going to have a good time. Fifth row at a WWE event, you're going to have you a good time. You sat front now. row last time we were uh, they were here, right? Yeah, I did. I almost got kicked out, I think. <laughs> that was That's bad. When you know you're being asked to uh, calm down at a pro wrestling event, you know things are bad. Yeah. Yeah, when you're the out-of-hand one <laughs> at that, yes, I would agree. Sir, we're going to have to ask you to stop making a scene. So you know what I was unable to do all weekend? What is that? And I'm bummed out about this, and people have been asking me on uh, on Twitter all morning. And I didn't want to address it because, it, honestly, it's made me sad, and I'm like, I'm kind of, I, I don't know, heartbroken is probably a little too far. But I'm let down. Okay, what's what's the matter, buddy? And, and and I'm not enjoying it. And uh, and I wish this weren't true. But I was unable to secure one of those NES Classic Edition, the <sighs> little mini NES. There comes preloaded thirty games. There, sixty bucks. I was unable to get one. I checked. Uh, so a friend of mine listening to the program on Friday went to babiesrus.com and found. That according to the website, the Babies R Us on the Strip in North Canton there had one. Okay. Had two of them in the store. That doesn't even make any sense. Number one, babies, they weren't around when the NES was around. Those right. babies are pretty new. I, I, and number two, what is a baby going to do even if he, even if a baby was like, you know what, Super Mario Brothers, I love it. Like there was a little hipster baby that wanted to do things retro style. Baby doesn't have control of his thumbs. Baby can't play video games. What is that a Babies R Us for? It doesn't make any sense. So Friday... Right after the program, ten fifteen, I leave, get in the car, go up to the strip, and I walk into Babies R Us, and like the music like scratches and stops. Everybody's like, "Whoa, what is that dude doing in here?" Like you could just tell. And I was like, and I so I lied, and, you know. And I said like, so one of those people was like, "Um, do you need help?" And I was like, "Yes, I do." I was like, "My wife called here, and apparently you guys have a, a you know a classic NES." And the manager was like, "No, we don't." I was like. Well, she sent me the link, and your website says you have it. I was like, are you lying? I was like, because I want it. I was like, I'll pay you more money than the 60 bucks. I was like, whatever it takes. I was like, I want it. He's like, we don't have them. And he was like, don't even bother going down the street to Toys R Us. They don't have it either. He's like, we're out. 
And I was like, all right, well, Best Buy is right here in this same shopping center. Let me, I'll just go to Best Buy. So I go into Best Buy and I ask the kid in the video game section, I'm like, yo, dude, you got any of those classic NESs? He laughed at me. He didn't even say no. He just laughed. Like, what are you, an idiot? Of course we don't have that. You well, know, Best Buy is the first places people would go. You would go try it. Uh, so I, would, I, I wouldn't assume they had it. Uh, Babies R Us was a good... Yeah. You, you'd think that When a friend worked. of mine sent me that link, I was like, oh, nobody's going to think to go there. I'll have one of these for sure. I'm in. Right? Nope. Couldn't do it. So then I was like, all right, well, Walmart's technically kind of in this same shopping center right here. Let me drive over there and see. Nothing. No, no. So then I called. There's a GameStop up there, too, right by that ice cream place. So I called them. I was like, I'm not going in another store. I called them, and they didn't even pick up the phone. And I was like, all right, that's everybody in the world's calling there trying to ask if they have this. Guess what? They don't. So I was unable to find one of these things, and I'm really upset about it. And you said something earlier in a conversation. Uh, about that you think South Park might be uh, uh, the best TV show ever. And we kind of talked about how they're hitting that whole nostalgia thing and how people are kind of crazy for that right now. It, it, it just tickles everyone's fancy right now. For it to look like it's from the 80s or for it to remind you of your childhood, everybody will just throw their money at it. Like, I mean, a prime example or Stranger Things on Netflix. Yes. Where, dude, we all got such hard-ons for that show where it was like, dude, this it was good. the greatest thing you're ever going to see in your entire life. It reminds me of my childhood. Check out the new Star Wars movie. It's all going to be great. Kids are riding bikes outside. You're going to love it. That's, I mean, right. you're, you're right. And right. that was part of that. So I am one of these nostalgia will totally get me guys. I was in Walmart again yesterday and I was walking past the video game section just to see maybe they, maybe they restock the shelves. No. Nintendo's come out and says, look, more are coming to the stores. You're going to be able to get these before Christmas. You're going to be fine. So I, uh, but I'm, but I'm eager. So I'm walking past like the Xbox section of Walmart. I see in the rack of games is a classic Atari disc that has like 50 Atari games on it. And it's like 25 bucks. Right. And I was like, well, I can't have the NES, but I want my classic nostalgia fix. I want it. I So I picked it up and I looked at it. Okay. And there were only like three games on it I wanted. And I realized I'm like, the, the Atari boxing is going to suck. Like you're going to play it once, think it's cool, and then realize right. it's two blobs at the other end of the screen. Right. What are you doing for this? And I ended up not buying it because I was like, no, I'm not wasting 30 bucks because I can't have what I really want, which cost me, which would cost me 60. So now I'm going to be $90 into my nostalgia. And let's be real, too. I mean, I'm certainly not trying to knock the importance of Atari and, and kind of what it did for video games, but any uh, the difference between Atari and NES was great. There was a huge gap there. I felt like once, you know, NES kind of came along, everything on Atari kind of sucked after that, and that's obviously why Atari, you know, kind of went the way of the dinosaur. Well, like, the Atari disc didn't have, like, Pitfall. Like, it didn't have, like, some of the some big of the games. Classics, yeah, well, then, yeah, I mean, yeah, it had point. Asteroids, which, again, I'm going to play that for about three days, and then I'm going to be done with it. So I, so I ended up not doing it, but, but it just... It it just real like I realized as I was holding it in my hand, I was like, I am a sucker for all this stuff. But aren't you going to play the the NES for three days and then be like, oh, whatever, this is stupid? I I understand the theory. No, dude, you don't understand my my uh, my obsession with Galaga. And I own it on another system. I have it on another stuff. But I need a little something for the TV, for the bedroom. It'll be perfect for that. It'll be. It's perfect for Saturday mornings. Like I've been saying, you wake up and you're a little hungover, a little Super Mario's three. You get your day going before you. You know what I mean? Like I, I will get use out of that. The tough life of Stansbury. He goes out all night drinking, spends the entire morning playing video games from his childhood. Wait till he bitches about something on Monday, guys. Here it comes.
Um, I uh, <laughs> it's not my fault. You guys had kids. You could have had that life. I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I definitely think that this uh this, this new NES system. I'm number one. I'm surprised it took so long. I don't know what they were waiting for to pull the trigger on this. Um, but there's the part of me, and I I saw this video over the weekend on Facebook. If you just go buy a Wii at a garage sale right now and spend like 30 minutes modding it, yeah. and it's illegal. You shouldn't do this. I'm not telling you to go do this. But, but you, you can, can have all these games. You can, you have, can have all these games you on your have, phone. You can have all these games and more. I understand why it's different on your phone. On your phone, you can say, oh, yeah, I've got Mario Brothers, but it's not the same. You need it on your TV, and you need a controller in your hand. I agree with that. I, yes. I, 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 I 100% see the difference there of like, well, you could just play it on your computer. Yeah, but it's on my computer, and that sucks. I want it on the TV, and I want a controller in my hand. I agree. But, uh, dude, I, that's my thing. I'm like, you know, I'm probably just going to go like, I know my parents have a Wii from when my nephews were younger. And, you know, it's like, dude, if I just go take that, it's collecting dust right now. I miss I can, my Wii, I actually. Can, I can mod that bitch out. I can have a Wii and I can have everything else that I ever wanted. I'll tell you what was great on the Wii, actually, was they reimagined Super Mario Brothers for the Wii when that came out. They And they like updated the game with like some new things in it. And that game was fantastic. So, yeah, I heard you can mod things. I don't know if I'm smart enough to know how to do it. The YouTube video I watched, it was like a 10-minute video, and it was like, here's how you do this, idiot. Here's how you do this, idiot. Here's how you do this. And I'm like, okay, I can... Did I can, you understand it? I can follow instructions. Yeah, I'll find the video. I, Were you able to... Should I post it up online? It's illegal. I don't know if I should do that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've seen radio stations post like blunt uh, rolling videos. All right. Well, hey, as, as, as long as I'm encouraging you not to do this, but this is how you would do this. Yeah, somewhere in the description, tell people they shouldn't do it, but it's here's how. Want, but here's how if you want to. Uh, yeah, all right, all right. I, I, I'll, or maybe I'll that's what I'll do then, because I could get use out of the Wii, like the Wii bowling and the, you know. And I heard the controllers for this new Wii, or for the new Nintendo system, fit into the Wii. So if that's the case. And you oh, can is have, that right? You can have the actual old schooling or the old school feeling controller. Well, like the Wii in your controller hand. was set to be work both ways. You can turn it sideways and use it as a controller. But I want I want it to be what I what I, I want it to be. You know what I'm saying? I want that old gray plastic. I want the the start select button where they're supposed to be. I want that. I just I, I just feel like if I can have a video game system, and plus you can get obviously you can mod it for Sega games, you can mod it for Super Nintendo games, you can mod it for N sixty four games, and and do whatever you want. So just break the law. Don't spend your money. Just break the laws. What I'm telling you, people. <laughs> Again, people are hitting me up, going, "Dude, if you're this you know hard up on the nostalgia, you can play a lot of these games in your browser, right?" But I want to play them on my TV in my yeah, bedroom. Like different. that's what I want. It's different. And I, I I hate I don't know how to say this, dude. It's only sixty bucks. Like, I, I, I know there are people out there who $60 is going to change your whole week. It's not necessarily going to change my week. And this is, honestly, people ask me all the time, why do you still bartend? Because I want to waste money on stuff like this. Because I want to spend money on golf. And I want to spend money on video games. And I want to spend money on stuff. And, dude, I don't make a lot of money doing this. So I keep another job on the side of it so I can afford all the stupid stuff I want. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, dude, that's beat, dude. I'm an American, goddammit. That's why I want it. Because, dude, it's out there. I can afford it and I want it. Somebody got, dude, somebody give me one of these things already. 60 cents worth of plastic technology we've had for the past 30 years. Give me 60 bucks. And stands right. Okay, here you go. Dude, that's the American. Here you go. That's the American dream to get fleeced for $55. <laughs> that's the that's the American dream. All right. You know what? We have WWE tickets in yeah. the fifth row. As they come into town at the Canton Civic Center, we'll get you hooked up with those next on the Sansbury. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. You're getting WWE fifth row seats just a few minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need to win those. Like I said, just a few minutes away, we'll pass those out. Survivor Series coming up. Everybody's pumped about the WWE. Goldberg taking on Brock Lesnar. It's a good time to be a WWE fan. Those were doing row countdown all week. You get in front row seats on Friday. Unless those happen to fall off the back of the truck, Fantone ends up in the front row! Again. It's weird how things like that can happen. Well, maybe what we'll do is do the same thing we did the last time. Maybe we uh, we do a promotion where somebody wins seats and they go with you. Yeah, but last time I think there was like registered complaints. Oh, we were really embarrassed to be sitting next to that tall idiot. How do you get kicked out of a pro wrestling event, moron? I'll show you. He will show you. Dude, you got to behave yourself in there now. You're a, you're a you're an employee of the Civic Center. Like you can't be getting thrown out of events they host there. For those of you that don't know, Fantone, one of the new uh, in in arena announcers for uh, the Canton Charge, buddy. You can't get in trouble at the Civic Center anymore. You, you can't have that. Be on my best behavior. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, tough weekend for the Canton Charge. Lost both games, the home opener, but they're nice. they're scoring a ton of points right now, so that's good. It's just kind of frustrating to go zero and two out of the gate, but it's all right. Canton Charge, bring it together. I think they're back home this weekend. Excited to have that season underway. Hell yeah, big fan. Hashtag Charge up, baby. Looking ahead tomorrow, new tour Tuesday at nine o'clock. New Adele, new Dirks Bentley, new Alter Bridge. If you're in a local band, send me some stuff. StansbreakWRQK.com. We want to get uh, you guys some on-air exposure to your band. You can be a DJ, rapper, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We, we we bar none there. Singer, songwriter, dude. I'm just waiting for somebody with an acoustic, dude. Well, Joni Mitchell. Yeah, dude. Sing about lesbian seagulls or something. You know, just get a, get us get us a track. <laughs> I didn't realize uh, I, I didn't realize there were uh, there were same sex uh, relationships in the seagull, dude. All thing. over. I didn't know that. All over the place, dude. The Avery, it's a uh, it's a strange place in there. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, do yeah. you spend more time at the zoo than yeah, I do? I'll tell you a thing so, or two about a thing or two. You probably have seen banging lesbian, lesbian seagulls. seagulls. Uh, dude, get your get your acoustic guitar going. Come on, guys. Oh my god, dude! I hope by the end of the week we have a lesbian seagull song. I hope I, we have a job. Is what I hope we have. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably not a bad thing. Fingers crossed. It's probably not bad to hope on that one as well. Speaking of that, you know one of the ways people get fired from their jobs all the time. How's that? Is by taking things from the office. Yeah. And I'm really bad about this. I steal things from the office all the time. Really? All the time. Tell me more. What are you stealing from the like, office, Stansberry? In our uh in our like uh employee break type room, that's uh there's like a there's like a plethora of pens and like these kind of like the like notebooks and that kind of thing. Like I steal these notebooks all the time, so I have things to write on in here. Now, I don't know if those are supplied to us, but I mean, I have like 25 of those at my house. Are you an office supply stealer? Dude? Oh, God, you yeah. taking staplers and stuff? Too? Oh, what God, else yeah. you taking, dude? You can, you can go up to Staples, buy yourself some? I could. <laughs> I could. You're absolutely right. I could, but my company buys this stuff, and I'm taking it. Okay. And I think a lot of people do this, and, I, and probably even more so than me, is I think a lot of people get it in their brain. I'm not valued. Right. I'm not paid what I should be. Right. This isn't stealing. I need it for my job. I'm taking this, including the toilet paper out of the bathroom that you take home. 
a hell of a compensation plan there where it's like, ah, oh, dude, they're screwing me over on benefits. I'm not making enough money a year, but you know what? I got all the Charmin I can use. And let's be real. It's not even Charmin. It's just that crappy toilet paper we use here. It's awful. I'm not stealing that. No, it's like one and a half ply. It's awful, yeah, dude. It's, not it's awful. You know what else is gross? Our soap that we use. It's that pink, like disgusting, bad smelling soap. I hate it. And for whatever reason, apparently, like like the cleaning crew that cleans this building will only put like six ounces of that soap in that thing. So like you got to smack the button like seven thousand times to get enough of it out to wash your hands. Our company's so cheap that they water the soap down. It's like nah, just put in six ounces. We'll fill the rest up with water, like a white trash family in a ketchup bottle. Like nah, it's good. Just, you know, it's good. That's literally like like the soap version of just play Nickelback again. Yeah, just <laughs> put it on. Who cares? This is, this is so, that is so our company. But people steal from their offices all the time. It's just part of what we do. Now a guy. Working at the Royal Canadian Mint. Stole from work. Now, this is an interesting story. This guy set off the metal detector at his work. Obviously, you work at the Mint. You're going to have a metal detector. Right, sure. right, right, right. I'm sure security's really high in that place. Sent it off 30 times in three months. But workers could never find evidence of anything on them. You know, empty out your pockets. Turn them inside out. We know you got the gold coins in there. Okay, all right. So could never find it. But this last week, he was found guilty of smuggling out 22 gold pucks. I'm, a, I'm guessing that's a, that's a word up there in Canada we don't use down here. I'm assuming it's like coin or chunk, something like that. Is Canada still on the doubloon system? Like, I think I, they may be. I, what the hell is going on in Canada, dude? If you're not, you don't have paper dollars, what about the loons? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what about those things? 22 gold pucks valued at around $165,000. Jeez, a lot of gold. Ottawa Citizen, which is like the paper up there, calls this the ultimate inside job. And here's what had been happening. He was sticking these into his rectum and walking out. And that's why he was setting off the metal detector, but they didn't have like the x-ray machine or whatever. So like he would turn all his pockets inside and out and they never thought about it. And I don't know why at 30 times you're setting the metal detector off, why nobody went and thought to themselves, this is thousands of dollars. There's a ton of money in this room. There's ton, There's money laying everywhere. This is obviously something. Somebody, do people put balloons of heroin in their rectum? You don't think people are going to put gold coins in there? Yeah, but this is like a coworker that you've known forever, and you guys have been coming to the same. Just office thinking the shop. better of somebody, and giving them a little benefit of the doubt. And hey, maybe there's something wrong with the metal detector. Maybe it's you know, hey, dude, I you know got knee surgery years ago. They had to put a metal plate in there or something like that. And just think about that, dude. I mean, listen, I know, I know when evidence starts to mount, you're gonna have to start asking tough questions. But I don't know if there's any tougher question than, well, is, Bro, it, in, you- is it in your butt? <laughs> like, is is it in your butt? Tell us the truth. Tell us right now. Is that in your butt? I like. I like how a fourth grade bus stop like like verbal assault <laughs> is the toughest question you can ask somebody. Put it in your butt. Where is it? Is it in your butt? Up yeah. your button around the corner. That's where it is, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god! Hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. This guy smuggled out of the Royal Canadian Mint in his ass. That is unbelievable. They checked his locker at work. Dude, some of these criminals are just so dumb. And this is going to sound like I'm making this up, but I'm not. They opened his locker at work. Vaseline latex gloves. Bro, you're not even going to get rid of the evidence. Like, you're not even going to. I mean, what, what's the first thing? Let's say, because they, you know, 30 times you set off the metal detector, the story mm-hmm. was for like a month. 
Like, aren't they going to look in your locker to see if maybe you have money in there? And like, they weren't. Like, what's the explanation? If I mean, dude, if the, we don't have lockers here at work, no. but if we did, and somebody was like, "Hey, we think Stansbury's on the heroin. Like, we got to open the locker," and there was just Vaseline and latex gloves in there, I would be embarrassed as hell. I'm trying to come up with some sort of like plausible deniability there where it's like, None. no, dude, I needed the Vaseline because I know you only need Vaseline if you're slipping something in something. And the latex gloves, dude, I bet you that locker smelled so bad. And where are you going in the building to like go put something in your butt? I'm trying to, I'm trying to have to be the bathroom because you're not allowed to film in there. I'm trying to play this out in my mind of like, all right, there's something valuable in here, and I want, you know what, I want to stop, smuggle stop, it no, out with my butt. No, no, Why? Dude, Why no, I, I, dude, you examined the butt stuff, <laughs> and I think honestly, we are to be worried about our job if you examine butt stuff. I know that'll happen. We have WWE tickets, fifth row. Jesus, Canton Civic Center, January the 22nd. Dude, honestly, light flashing before my eyes. January 22nd. WWE rolls into town at the Civic Center. We're going to put you in the fifth row right now. Caller 25 at 1-800-243-7625. You're off to that. We close out the program for you next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. On Rock 106.9, be listening to Fishhead after 10 a.m. He'll get you hooked up with another $1,000. He has multiple chances for you. So does Kramer after 3 p.m. this afternoon on Rock 106.9 as well. Again, tomorrow, another pair of WWE tickets. Tomorrow's will be fourth row as we're counting down the rows to we hit first row Friday morning. Phone lines are still lit up. Everybody wants these WWE tickets. It seemed like the woman that won was pretty excited. Very excited. Very excited. It's good. I'm sure her kids will love that. Fantone was saying to me during the break, she's like, that poor lady's going to have to flip a coin to figure out which kid she likes best to take. I didn't think of that. But January 22nd, Civic Center. WWE rolls through town. We're getting you hooked up all week long. Much has been made about my food addiction. And uh, Fantone has said multiple times on the program, and he's absolutely 100% right about it, that I am a, an extreme yo-yo dieter. I, uh, I'll go a month without eating much, lose a bunch of weight, and then I'm like, oh, all right, well, I could, you know, I could probably stick two crunch wraps inside of one another and eat that. that that's, that's probably going to be okay. And I do do that. And, and it's not good. It's definitely not good for your body. Well, it's not like you just do that and say, okay, I'm moving on with my life and I'll go back to eating well. Everybody's going to have a cheat day and that's probably acceptable. Right. But, dude, once you, I fall off, uh, I fall off. Oh, uh, dude, just, I mean, you're like an episode of intervention. You really are. Like they took the vending machines out here at work, and I said to him this morning, I was like, honestly, I was like, I'm very happy to not have the sugary temptation Honey in buns. there. Nutty oh, bars, so good. Paydays, those were good too. The bear claws they had in there. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's delicious. I, uh, to not have the temptation, I like. All right, and we were talking earlier that nostalgia kind of gets me, and I'm a sucker for marketing. I totally am. And I hate that about myself, but like when fast food places bring out the new item, I have to have it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously with a little bit of our job comes, well, dude, you have to get out there and go experience things. Try what the world's doing. If everybody's talking about the double down, one of the two of you has to go out and go eat that double down. To, so so that at least we, can, we, yeah. So, so, so we can talk about it. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to eat 12 double downs. And that's what Stansbury will go to. He'll be like, you know what? I'll triple down it. Can you put more chicken in there? See, what about some gravy? Put some gravy on it. Bro, what I need you to do is, is, is do the 
first part of that where it makes it makes me feel like I'm doing you know my job by eating the double down sacrifices and man I got to do it what I didn't need was the but here's where you f it all up fat ass like that's I didn't I didn't need that part but McDonald's now has put something out that I'm not even sure would be totally up my alley because they're using a product that I kind of feel is like jump the shark. Like they're using one of these products that for some reason over like the last three, four years has like skyrocketed in popularity and I don't totally understand it and that's Nutella. McDonald's hamburger is going to get yet another remake. And McDonald's Italy launched this new product on Facebook combining the fast food's world famous buns and then like a glob of Nutella. Okay. Uh, the post read, a soft sweetness has arrived that you will not be able to resist. Try uh, try sweetie with Nutella now. Soft bread with a creamy indulgent center. Now, I've seen like peanut butter on a, on a hamburger is actually way better than you think it would be. Is, is, there, the, is the burger still a part of this or is yeah. it just Nutella? It looks like, I mean, they have one cut in half. Am I right about that? There's beef in that, right? It looks like it. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, and, uh, it looks like, and and I, I, it would. I, I'm not crazy about Nutella. Nutella is a lot like what I was saying earlier about like Chipotle. It's been like given like this healthy thing, and it's not really like if you turn Nutella over on the package and look at like the calorie count, sugar count, and all that stuff, right in line with peanut butter. No better for you than peanut butter. For some reason, people are like, well, it's hazelnuts. It's good. No, dude, if it tastes like chocolate, it's not gonna be any good for you. Yeah, it's certainly <laughs> delicious. I mean, I know oh, it's good. I, you know, and I'm not like, dude, oh, we gotta put it on everything. But to deny Nutella is delicious. It's good stuff. It's become um, the sriracha of this last year. Um, where dude, everybody in the world's using it. But that like sweet and saltiness of the beef together, and I savory. Think, I think that. Would be good. I Dude, think, I, I don't know. I, I would I would eat it. I like, would. I try it. Like I said, peanut butter on a hamburger is delicious. Like it's delicious. Yeah, I mean, let's, you don't think it would be, but it is. Well, let's think about like, dude. There's all those donut burgers nowadays that yeah. people love. So I don't think this is that far of it's a not that far. stretch. There's nothing far out of stretch anymore, food wise. Right? I mean, dude, there's chicken fries in the world now. Like, dude, you know what I mean? Like, nothing's like out of bounds when it comes to the food anymore. I, uh, I'd give it a shot. I would. I mean, uh, you know, I'm a, uh, what do I want to say? I'm, I feel like I'm much like you, a connoisseur of like, oh, hey, that's new. I want to give that a shot. And I, you like I, taking part in things. I don't, I don't hate McDonald's like a lot of people do. Like, oh, it's the grossest food ever. I don't know. It's pretty good if you, you know. Oh, it, chicken nuggets are great. Yeah, dude. The breakfast is great. French fries are awesome. There's, there's no, they do have good fries. There's no doubt about it. So I'm, I'm, I'll eat McDonald's. I like Nutella. I'm going to do it. If this comes to the downtown, uh, establishment, I will, uh, I'll pull through there. Hopefully they'll have their ice cream machine fixed by then. Is that ice cream machine still broke? Ice cream machine's broken. And I'm like, lady, it's been broken for the past four years I've lived in Canton. It's broke. I gotta tell you, I am a huge proponent of downtown Canton. Love it. Love it. Great place to Love be. living there. Have no plans to move out of there anytime soon. I like a lot of the small businesses there. George's is great. Busman's great. Culture Coffee Company, great. A bunch of stuff. Luca's great. Yeah. Bunch of great stuff downtown. Notice he mentions all the restaurants. <laughs> well, I mean, there's art galleries too, but I don't care about that. I care about the food and the calories. But that downtown McDonald's is a atrocious. They struggle sometimes. I uh, do. Sometimes I'll go there Sunday morning and get a cup of coffee, right? 
and I'll grab a newspaper over there from the repository right across the street from the apartment, swing by uh, you know McDonald's, grab a cup of coffee, and you order something there, and they never have it, and then they're mean to you on top of it. Dude, that place can be a little bit of a struggle. Now, I will give the employees a little bit of leeway here, because if you see who hangs out there Sunday right. morning, you're just mad that you're stuck in that building with them. When you're fighting homeless people out of the lobby, I mean, what else are those McDonald's employees? You know, the top priority is not going to be your McGriddle, Sansbury. They're just trying, just trying to keep things, you know, from turning into Thunderdome down there. Canton, I think we have all learned by now that my food order is absolutely the most important thing to everybody's happiness. If you don't make me happy, none of you will be happy. That's the way this works. Ice cream machine's broken. Yeah. And it's like they enjoy telling it oh, to you. Oh, they love it. <laughs> they get off on telling you you're not going to get to have what you want. They enjoy that there. So, all right. McDonald's uh, mixing the Nutella and the burger. You eating the Nutella burger? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. yeah I mean, I've yeah, tried grosser not? things than that. Right. Like, I mean, I like Nutella. I like hamburgers. Let's stick them together and see what happens. Absolutely. Like I said, Fishhead has another chance for you to win $1,000. He'll do it right after 10 a.m. We are done for the day. We will be back live at it tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now, you guys have a great day. 